Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We're the sports brew. And I know, I know, y'all, it's been, it's been a minute since we recorded. Actually, the last episode was before the NCAA championship, like, finals. You know what I mean? We were pre-Final Four with our terrible prognostication. <laughs> so we were all wrong about everything, other than Randy, who I think took UConn. But uh, anyway... We had a lot of stuff, man. Easter, spring break, Shannon went to Ireland, Randy had a birthday, Logan had a birthday, Easter Bunny. I mean, there's a lot going on. So, beach trip. So, it's been a couple of weeks. But, you know, it's been a nice stretch of time. I'm sure we have plenty to catch up on and and just BS about. So, we're going to do that. So, But uh, wanted to hang out tonight. This is a throwdown Thursday. Uh, wanted to catch up and hang out and just, you know, you got to dip your toes back in the podcast water every once in a while. Um, we got the NBA playoffs. We have the NFL draft coming up. Uh, Lamar Jackson still hasn't signed. Aaron Rodgers. They drafted who? They drafted who? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer, which is just un, it's just in, unbelievable to me. And what was it? What was it that Emmett Smith? Unpossible. Emmett Smith. Yeah, it's unpossible, right? I mean, it's just goofy. So I, I still love the uh, pitch clock in MLB. I still love that. But I just wanted to catch up and hang out. And I'm, we're going to end up talking about the Mandalorian. So we'll we'll try to like put a like hey spoiler alert like part when we're talking about that. I suppose for anybody that hasn't watched it yet. But re- I mean, it's the it's the season finale. I would imagine by now everybody that wanted to see it should have seen it. So I would think that because God bless if if you haven't watched it, I hope you've stayed off of all social media. Because good gosh, there are a lot of articles about the Mandalorian up on there. Uh, that is faux show. But anyway, let's go ahead and get the party started, man. First and foremost, that's right. The one, the only, back from Ireland and also continually surviving driving on I-95 with his daughter behind the wheel. <laughs> the, one, the one, the only, Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. What's up, bro? Bro. <laughs> and that was an experience, let me tell you. Oh, man. I hope she's a good driver. She is. She's very cautious. Yeah. But a, a, as we're like getting ready to merge on the night, she's like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" And I'm like, "It's okay. Just take your time." <laughs> That's confidence inspiring. <laughs> I, I, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Are you in the in the passenger seat with the ghost pedals? Are you pressing down like? Oh my gas god! Brake, gas brake. Gas <laughs> brake. Bro, I'm hitting the brake like. That imaginary break so hard, like I'm surprised my foot didn't go through the front of the car. Like that is fantastic. Be glad you don't have a rusty like undercarriage, man. You might like go through the floorboard. <laughs> All right. Yeah, pretty much. Rusty undercarriage. That sounds like the 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 Whitfield tugboat tugboat move, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It's not the. It's not and the, here we go. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. It's not the motorboat. It's the Whitfield tugboat. <laughs> no, nothing but a bee thing right there. <laughs> For anybody that needs some help, just sing Cisco's thong song, and you'll oh you'll God. you'll put it together. <laughs> Lindy already knows. So he's good. <laughs> Lindy knows. Yeah. Check it out. What was that? What was that Limp Biscuit album? Album Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water or some crap? Yes, yes, yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah, the the, the Whitfield tugboat. That's great. And somehow, before the podcast, we're warming up. We ended up talking about what was that thing? The Shocker? What was that wrestling? The Shockmaster. Shockmaster. 
Oh my god, do yourself a favor. If you've never looked up the Shockmaster intro, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. The, who was the wrestler that was the Shockmaster? Uh, I was talking about that was from back in WWE, back, or WWF back in the day. <laughs> yeah, WWF, not the World Wildlife Federation or, or whatever that was, fund. Um, it took me a long time to not say WWF. I don't even. I haven't watched. I haven't really watched wrestling very. I loved it as a kid. I haven't watched it a whole bunch as an adult. Uh, every once in a while, it's kind of fun. But uh, yeah, but that that intro is some kind of glorious with the glittery Star Wars helmet, <laughs> Stormtrooper helmet, the, the outfit, bedazzled the bedazzled. One. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is something especial. So if you want a good <laughs> laugh, uh, look up the Shockmaster and then read the comments on that video on YouTube. Well, <laughs> well worth the trip down memory fail lane for sure. Oh uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm glad to see you survived your trip to Ireland and you've survived the high 95 so far with your daughter. That's good. So, Ireland was a piece of cake, dude. 95 was, I was more terrified on that than I was anything. <laughs> what was your, uh, what was your favorite part of uh, the Ireland trip? Or maybe, dude, maybe a couple of your favorite things about it. Probably going to the goat farm was probably my favorite or the sheep farm, I should say, the going is my favorite part. Um, this, this tour we took, it was the second tour we took, mm -hmm. and it was just off the beaten path. It yeah. was like real Ireland. And <laughs> we're on like these one-lane highways where we're on like this big-ass bus, and we're going by all these cars, and like this driver's just like it's nothing, and he's doing like 40, 50 on like yeah. – Literally, these one-lane roads. Oh, by, by the way, you might want to see if you can bump your volume a little bit. All right. You can do that. Yeah, that, that was better right there. You, you sound like you're either far away from the mic or I don't, I don't know where you got your placement at. But. All right. But um, That's better. The, the sheep farm was so cool. We It was out in the middle of nowhere, Ireland. And mm. uh, the farmer, he had his dog. It, it totally reminded me of Blue, by the way. Aw. But, like. He would give it a command. The dog would take off, and this farm was huge. And that dog took off, and he had like two cup different whistles: one to go left, one to go right. And huh. like he would just do the whistles, and the dog would go to the right. Then he'd go to the left, and he brought the herd of sheep right to us. By and the way, I, I want to let you know that you are officially old when you're excited about telling a story about going to a sheep farm. I just want you to know that. Well, it, it, my other favorite part, <laughs> my other, and I say that with love, brother. <laughs> hey, you know it's the little things, right? Um, I mean, ask Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. <laughs> um, while we were there, they had a baby one. They were passing around, mm -hmm. and I was going to be second in line to get to hold this baby. Right. Right. A gang of ten grandmas rolled in. I shit you not, ten grandmas rolled in, and they said, "Uh-uh, we're next." What? Oh, dude, these they grandmas were like, "Get out of my way! I'm holding that baby." I was just like, "Okay." <laughs> well, did you get to hold the baby? Oh yeah, I did. All right, so you got your time. What, what, once once the grandmas got out of the way, I, I, I got to hold the, the, the baby, and a gentleman was very nice and took a bunch of pictures with my phone. And, um, dude, they're just so just so soft and furry, and that's what he said. No, no, no. Um, 
Hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, now. But the yeah. other, you know, the I went to the Guinness Brewery. That was nice. cool shit. But, dude, literally in Ireland, there are three to four pubs on every damn street. Yeah, man. You, you want to be able to hang out. You know what I mean? Play with those, play with those baby, the, the baby sheep, and then go get a pint, right? So, so what I learned is, is back in the day, the Irish were had when company came in, they had to make people feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these towns, like one of the towns we went through, there was one store and four pubs, and that was the whole town. Huh? And basically, people, Irish people, were told to make people feel welcome. And how do you make people feel welcome? Get them we drunk. Have a pub. And here's uh, a beer. <clears throat> yeah. And I you know, you better have some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> right? Give me one of those chickens. Yeah. <laughs> um I will tell you though, Saturday. You're a night, talker. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the Saturday after we got there, we, we went out to a pub. Amber and I went out to a pub just by ourselves. Yeah, are, yeah, your volume's still dipping down, man. Are you far Is away it? from your mic? Yeah, I mean, it's right here. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's the angle. Is it so, not in front of you? Are you beside it? It's to the side of me. What are you doing? It's always to the side of me. All right. Mm. So, <laughs> sounds kind of kinky there, sheep man. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. But, oh, yeah, you, but just, yeah this, you must just have too much distance from it. We were, we went to this pub, and there was an old English couple there. Uh-huh. And uh, you'll, you'll appreciate this. And this, this dude... They went for tea about four o'clock, and he said, "Yeah, we had tea, and then we came to the pub for music." And I looked at my phone at that point; it was about nine o'clock. And this dude literally was on Leroy Jenkins, feeling great. <laughs> Every other word he was spitting, like blah, 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 blah. like I felt like I needed an umbrella because, like, I, all I kept. Feeling on my hand was spit, spit, Gross. spit, spit. Spittle party. But we got to talking a little bit, and I was like, hey, have you ever heard of Fascinating Ada? He goes, and I, he goes, who's that? And I was like, try not to be a cunt, it's Christmas. Oh. <laughs> and they both just started laughing. They're like, oh my god, we love that song. It's our favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy stops and he goes, you could just take off the It's Christmas part and that could just be a song itself. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is, this is a big fact- facts. Yeah, big, this is a factual <laughs> statement, man. Ain't no but, doubt. But yeah, that I, I figured that, mom- that moment was sports brew approved. So. Hey, just, just for good measure, for anybody that's not familiar with the song. There you go. <laughs> Not to be a cunt. And that, if we take Christmas off, it's right there. And that is, that does work. It does, right? It's Christmas. Take a tip from Santa's home. The rest of us are doing our best to be jolly. So don't go looking like you swallowed a bunch of holly. Really is a, a great song. You know, we, I think we play that every Christmas. We do. We do. Yeah. It's a tradition. That was who I think you you brought that to our attention if memory serves. I did, yes. Yeah, thank you. That that's probably your single best contribution to the entire <laughs> Wow universe <laughs> of <this point. laughs> I mean Randy's got 
Don't uh, blow Duke. And you've got Don't Be a Cunt, It's Christmas. Buy your presents from the there you go. Anyway, honestly, dudes, I'm gonna tell you right now: uh-huh. the friendliest people you will ever meet in your life. Because there's pubs everywhere, dude. The Irish were so nice. Good. So well mannered. Good. Go if you can. Seriously. Yeah, there's there's a lot of places I'd like to go at, at some point in my life, uh, and I, I do want to spend some time in Europe. So that's definitely on the list. I want to go to Germany. And Ireland would be pretty fantastic. I'm not super worried about France for some reason. Um, but I think, I, well, I mean, the flip side is if you're over in kind of the the main chunk of Europe, you can get to a lot of places. Yeah, you know, just I, take the train. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think people, it, you know, you forget because you think about the United States and it's like, well, the West Coast is pretty effing far away. And you're right. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's 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 a little bit more concentrated over there than it is here stateside yeah so you can do a lot of stuff uh on the train and and zip around but i don't know maybe when the kids are a little bit older um we'll do a we'll do a trip over there i don't don't quite know if i'm ready ready for that yet Mm -mm. (laughs) not yet that's why we waited till now yeah i'd say sports brew trip to uh germany for oktoberfest oh my god that would be great randy i know your ass would have a damn dos boot somewhere let's fucking do it just (laughs) one Come on, we'd all have a DOS boot. Yeah, yeah, this is this is true. These, all right, what did you say earlier? Big facts. Yeah, that'd be some big facts and some big beers. Hell yeah. <laughs> My favorite part was at lunchtime just going to have a pint, man. I mean, can't can we just normalize that? Seriously. <laughs> Let's have a pint with lunch. It really makes your afternoon better. My God. It does. Like, it really does. Don't have five. Just have one. It's perfect. Just one with lunch, man. Just That's all lunch. you gotta do. Perfecto. Anyway, all right. Um, glad you had safe travels. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you held the baby and enjoyed your time with the sheep. I suppose. So, <laughs> I haven't seen pictures yet. So you have to share some pictures. Well, we're gonna have to have some beer together first. And then yeah, we can do th- that. this is true. This is true. All right, let's go ahead and shift gears a little bit. Let's go and get old Giggity up in this piece. All right, Giggity. Uh, Randy. <laughs> oh, Giggity Giles. I got to ask, dude. How serious do you think all these little conversations and, you know, backroom combos are about this Trey Lance trading him and all? Now, we joked around the, about this before yeah. on the podcast. And here we are, and you actually have some, like, stuff going on. Again, I don't know how serious it is, but there's at least conversations about it. See, I, I think really all of what it is is just kind of gauging interest, trying to get an idea of exactly just how serious teams are. And I would assume, I mean, you can not you can never say never. So I would assume that the right deal that came along, that's hard to pass up. Yeah. It, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I can't, I can't see us pulling the trigger just because I think Lance deserves a chance to just kind of show how well, much growth he's had. You would think um, realistically if he, because I mean, who knows what we're gonna, if Purdy's even going to play this year. So if Lance is in and he has a good season, isn't his trade value better? I, I agree. I mean, and honestly, I don't really feel confident in trying to let Sam Darnold take, you know, take over the team. 
Um, if we'd say if we did trade Lance, I I, I don't just because you know he's a former you know former first round pick and yeah. he's in so, Shanahan's so system. So is Ryan Leaf. So what? Right. <laughs> well, exactly. Not that Sam, I mean Sam Darnold's had a better career than Ryan Leaf. I'm just saying. But it's, it's just the idea that I'd rather at least give Lance his fair shake, uh-huh. since you know since we don't know just how long it's going to take Purdy to get back to form. Um, so, like I said, it would have to be a really good, hard to pass up trade offer to actually pull the trigger. I think. Well, you know, I, I've read a couple of articles and, and people have, have said really positive things about Sam Darnold in that offense. Which, uh, look, Sam Darnold's not a bum, right? No, he's not a bum. But I don't know what his ceiling is, and I just always think of him seeing ghosts. Now, the flip side of that. Is you know the 49ers, you have a good defense, you've got a lot of offensive skill position talent. They can do a lot of things. So you don't have to lean really heavily on a quarterback. And I would think that Shanahan can scheme some pretty interesting things. And Darnold can run. I'm not saying he's I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson out there, he's not Michael Vick out there, but he can run around a little bit, you know? So yeah. it, it gives you some flexibility in your offensive packages. So as long as he's not seeing the old New England ghosts, it might be okay. But, I, yeah, I don't know how much faith you want to have in that. At Lance, I, I mean, he just feels like he just feels like such an unknown still, which is weird because he's been in the league a while, <laughs> and they gave up a ton to get him. So, I, I don't know. I'm so, I would still say, like, if they had – see, here's where it's tricky. If, for example, Tom Brady was there for this year or Aaron Rodgers somehow ended up there this year – that's a different conversation. You can move Lance, right, and not worry about mm-hmm. it. And then, effectively, Sam Darnold is your backup, and Purdy has a red shirt year here. You know what I mean? To recover. Right. Um, and that's different. But that's not what it is, right? So you basically have to go into this year thinking, okay, Trey Lance should be our starter. Sam Darnold should be the backup. And we'll see what plays out. Because I, I don't think you can be comfortable with any assumption about what Purdy is going to be able to do this season. No, I'd, I'd rather them not rush him back. I'd rather him take his time, get healthy, and be at least you know 100% when he's ready, not, hey, I'm at back, I'm at 70%. I can play, but I'm not as effective as I was last year. We, I, we, don't, we don't need that. No. As and, someone who was an Andrew Luck fan, don't do it. Yeah, look, I mean, I I appreciate player toughness. I mean, look, hockey players, football, I mean, you know, there's a certain degree of physicality with the sport. It's just the reality. So, you know, the likelihood you're ever really 100% is, is not very good. But there's I'm beat up and there's I'm coming off a significant injury, you know, that impacts how I can play. And for a quarterback, it, it, it's your throwing arm. You know what I mean? Like, Exactly. You, you you can't play the same way. I mean, you can see the wounded, you know. I mean, what do they have him do, like a handoff and a throw? <laughs> like, and, on, and that throw was just really just a dump off. It wasn't even right. anything special. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't get anything on the ball. So, you know, if his arm doesn't get right, well, I mean, his career's over. You know, and obviously we expect him to have a recovery and to be, you know, healthy. But, yeah, I mean, I think the point remains – let him get right and roll with Lance because and I'd like to see what Lance has other than he needs to get a, a deal with some kind of hair plug company 
for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> that that pick looks terrible, man. You got you got to let it go. You you got to you got to go full frozen, man. If if your hairline is like that, you either got to get the hair plugs or you got to you just shave it off. But you you got you got to go full frozen mode, man. Because the hair's already letting go on its own. You're not helping yourself. Bro. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. It's bad, dude. It's bad. <laughs> Whitfield just called and said that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say one of the encouraging things <laughs> with Lance is like seeing him work out with Mahomes and not looking too bad. So, well, I think. And I think that I think that'll help just him working out with a player like Mahomes that oh, can course. give him pointers and help him out a little bit with certain things. And yeah, well, I mean, the thing with Lance, I mean, Lance has he's got an arm. He's made some really nifty throws. What it comes down to is, can you make those throws against a live game right. defense? I mean, that's what it is. You can have lots of physical talent. Can you read a damn defense? And can you do it? Can you throw the ball? Can you throw people open in the NFL? You know, this is not Ohio State where you just got your wide receivers torching everybody. And I know that's not where he went, but everybody likes to like dump on Ohio on Ohio State quarterbacks because they have like a bunch of open receivers. Well, you just don't have that in the NFL. Like it's fluky when your wide receiver is just wide open because like the DB has to fall or they just have to torch them on a route, and they um, usually miss them. And then yeah, you'll have somebody that's so wide open in the NFL the quarterback can't can't throw it to him, right? You're like, come on, dude. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> but, I mean, that's the nice thing about Shanahan's offense is it's usually a one, two, maybe three reads, yeah. and then you either have to improvise or, you know, keep the play alive and yeah. long enough. And he's obviously got the legs to do that. He does. So, and the thing is, as we saw even with Purdy, it was just a lot of dump offs, a lot of just quick hits. And if you can, you know, if you don't disrupt the timing of that offense, Did you then say quick hits in honor of 420 since we're recording on 420? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, you did not. But I'm gonna—I had to throw that in there for good measure. By the way, happy birthday to Sarah's brother, whose birthday is legit 420. Which, if you know Freddie, that makes it extra funny. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, bro! <laughs> anyway, and hopefully everyone left their uh, cookies and milk out for Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is what is that? There's the elf on the shelf. What what was Snoop's thing? Snoop on a stoop, is that what it yes. was? Yes. It? Yeah. There you go. Nice. Oh man. Mm, mm. Shannon, are you seeing all these rumors about this growing? Uh, you know, and, and, and look, look, y'all. Everybody that spends all this time worrying about mock drafts and all this stuff, everybody lies to you right now. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and everything is free. Nobody's going to tell you what they're actually doing, unless you're number one. Then maybe sort of, but outside of that, you forget about it, right? There's a lot of misdirection. There's a lot of shenanigans. I mean, yeah. So you take it, take everything with a grain of salt. We'll see what actually happens, you know, during the draft next week. Which I can't believe we're already here at the freaking NFL draft. It's wild to me. Um, but do you like all the little stories getting traction about? Because you specifically said you didn't want to see Levis as a cult, and there is traction with stories about Levis going to Indy, and it just makes me laugh. Uh, I mean, I'm starting to see more positivity on that, on that front, mm -hmm. which is helping because as long as you have the right coaches there to coach him up, um, especially Mel Kuyper is like, look, 
yeah, he he was turnover prone. But if you get the right coaches, and and that's the thing, how, like, how you look at Josh Allen? Yes, you know he wasn't great in college, but the tools were there, and you get the right coaches around them who can coach him up and help him through that. That helps. Uh, the only problem with that is, is Dayball left and he started becoming a turnover machine again. Yeah. Uh, by the way, how did how did uh, he not have an NIL deal with Chiquita? I mean, he could have been eating <laughs> he could have been eating the bananas on the sideline with the label still on the damn thing. Just eat just a little extra fiber. It's a missed opportunity, you know. <laughs> right? That's literally Isn't all it, it is. It's it's a missed opportunity. So, Shannon, have you learned your head coach's name yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Double dude. S. That was so funny the other <laughs> few weeks ago. That's uh, uh. okay. You'll probably be fired in a couple of years anyway. I can't. So. Pl- I can't believe you're just like you can't remember Shane Steichen. I mean, Jesus, dude, come on. That's all right. I, I I had to. Uh, who's that guy? Um, you got the the ownership group, the Harris Rawls ownership group, with their you know accepted, not binding bid on the Commanders. Uh, the other guy, the Canadian dude, was an Apostolopoulos, and everybody was struggle busting with this guy's name. Damn, that's yeah. quite the name. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you look at it spelled, you're like, what? <laughs> it t- takes a minute. I'm I'm fairly sure it's Apostolopoulos, but <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> they like, drafted who? They drafted who? <laughs> yeah. When you say that, I think of Papadopoulos, and I think it was at like Webster back in the day. That was the last name of the guy, like from Webster. Oh, jeez. I know, right? That, that, Man, that's a callback. That's a serious. Uh, that's a lot of rewind. <laughs> we, we were going to talk about the NCAA tournaments, and you're going back to the going back to Webster. Christ Almighty, dude! <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's pretty fantastic. Not the dictionary either. No, no, no. <laughs> you know you're old, when? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a dictionary? <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine somebody walking around today? Like knocking on the door and being like, "I got this encyclopedia to sell you. Here's a bonus dictionary." And it mm-hmm. like it's so strange to think about some of the stuff that people used to buy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh look, I bought I bought this this piece of the encyclopedia. I've got S. <laughs> I, I I actually had the Encyclopedia Britannica. I actually had the whole thing. Oh my god! Like I I will say I have an encyclopedia set from I want to say it's nineteen. 19- 14 it's called Damn, it's shit. called everybody's encyclopedia i think i'm missing one volume but i, ha- I have most of the set um <clears throat> the last piece might be in my like my mom's attic or something but it's it's like that to me is fascinating like i don't really care about Encyclo- encyclopedia britannica apostolopolis from like the 90s but an encyclopedia from like a hundred some years ago is interesting because the writing is so different and also um some of the stuff that just is not there. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that that stuff's really neat. Anywho, all right. We have had a lot of odd topic stuff, which we knew was going to happen. Look, we haven't recorded in, I don't know, three and a half weeks or so. <clears throat> so you're going to have some, some en- you know, ends and odds or ends and oddities along the way, and that's fine. I tell you what, let's shift gears and let's talk about a couple of uh, – semi-relevant sports things and then i you know we'll just see where the conversation takes us but uh next week we'll be fascinating with the nfl draft the quarterbacks are going to be funky do both of you guys believe that bryce young is the one has to be it, it seems like everything's pointing in that direction okay 
So then the draft really starts at two, and there's been some oddball stuff floating around, and this is you know, not gossipy per se, but uh, it's interesting because uh, you know, I think a lot of people were like, ah, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud. Um, but uh, there were a, a couple of interesting articles. Number one was this story about Stroud bailing out and ghosting the, the Manning camp, which I'm like, well, it's the Manning. Shouldn't you go? Like, And if you're not going to go, don't bail on them the day before. That that was a little bit weird. But the other thing was uh, there was a story saying that the Texans won't draft Stroud because of his admiration and connection and whatever, friendship with Deshaun Watson. And I was like, interesting. I was like, well, that's an interesting way to look at it. Again, I don't know how much meat there is on that bone. <laughs> that's probably a terrible <sighs> setup for anything with Deshaun Watson, right? Um, oh, man. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that could be someone trying to like stir it up. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's the other thing with the draft, right? Is you know, there's this art of deflection. You know what I mean? So it's like you could have somebody leaking weird information. So however it plays out, it is going to be interesting to see what happens with the quarterbacks because that's certainly a driver in the draft. So Young, Levis, Stroud, Richardson, you know, we'll, somebody's going to drop. You damn well know that. Yeah. There's going to be some weird rando kind of riser. There's going to be some weird rando drop and – you know, uh, hopefully the draft is entertaining. Uh, I don't know when we'll record next week. Doesn't the draft kick off Thursday night? Or is mm -hmm. it Wednesday night now? It's Thursday, Thursday. isn't it? First round's Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. So, that, that I don't know. I, I think the first round's going to be compelling, and I'm very curious where these quarterbacks end up, and I'm very curious who moves around. Uh, but I, I don't spend a lot of time rooted in mock draft. Like, I read mock drafts just to kind of look at them. <laughs> and get a feel for some of the players, but I don't really so much worry about the actual mock. Uh, you, you won't see me like writing up a mock draft. I, I don't care <laughs> like that because there's so much. I, I, I just don't. I mean, it's interesting. If you like them, good for you. Like Whitfield liked them back then. I don't know if he still does them, but he did for a while. He, he would like make a mock draft. It's just not my thing. So, but I, I do think that what's where there's some kind of, merit in it is just familiarity with the players and so that that part can be kind of interesting so i like to read them not so much because i think that's how it'll play out but just to get a feel for some of the you know the players that we expect to see in the first and second round it's really more about some familiarity with um i'm usually more of the mindset of all right did did you did you make you know selections that seem to you know meet your needs or did you do anything wild and then i'm curious how it plays out so anywho all right so levis will be a cult you will raise a banana banner it's going to be phenomenal i can't wait for the chiquita banners in indy i'm looking forward to it shannon that's going to be good times all right so uh we do need to raise a glass uh, a couple of things that we missed over the past couple of weeks uh, number one is UConn absolutely beaten ass through the tournament. I'm not going to say that championship game was fantastic. It was not. Honestly, great for San Diego State getting that buzzer beater versus FAU. But uh, I'm – and look, UConn was probably going to hammer whoever they faced. But that being said, I I think FAU would have given UConn a better – a better th – that would have been a better championship game or a more compelling championship game. And it's nothing against San Diego State – that just, it wasn't a very satisfying championship game. But 
realistically, UConn was just, they were just an absolute tournament machine. I don't know that anybody was going to, was going to stop them. They had size, they had shots. I mean, they just, I mean, that, that was a phenomenal tournament run. If memory serves, <coughs> you had what, six games and they won by a combined 120 points. So, I mean, that, that was a whooping. Uh, and then the one of the fascinating conversations that came out of it was, is, should we consider UConn a blue blood? And Shannon, look, you know, I'm a Duke fan. You're a Kentucky fan. We have a, a friend that's a Kansas fan, right? I know a bajillion UNC fans. So, and then Randy's dealing with you know Syracuse. So whatever that shithole is, no, I'm just kidding. Um, hey, it might be. You never know after <laughs> after this past season. Yeah. I've always had a soft spot for Syracuse. I don't really know why, uh, but I'll, I always have. But anywho, and so Shannon, I would ask you, as a fan of an actual blue blood, what do you say to somebody that says, well, UConn is a blue blood? Uh, five national championships. Uh, I think they, they're in the room at this point. I mean, five since 1999, which I didn't I – mean, it's like I knew they won them, but it's really weird to, th- to frame it in that context. And here's the thing. Keep in mind, we're going back to 99. All right. So they beat Duke in 99, which is one of the reasons I hated And that was a hell of a Duke team. Yeah. Yeah. 77-74. Yep. That was a a hell of a squad for sure. So they got that one. They Mm -hmm. beat Georgia Tech. Now, that's the one I'd forgotten about. They beat Georgia Tech in 04. Yep. They beat Butler in 2011. Right. That was the back-to-back Butler championship game appearances where they lost to Duke on that near half court. That running shot? Yeah, yeah. Gordon Hayward. And, well, and he's had a nice NBA career. Well, yeah. And I, you know, for whatever reason. Not a superstar, but. Not a superstar, but he's had a reasonable career. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, his opening night broken leg video came up in one of my feeds huh. the other day. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. And I'm. That, that was awful, but um, yeah, Butler went back to back on those championship games, and that that I don't know that 2011 championship game was ugly. Yeah, 53 41 was the final score on that one. That's a, I mean that's a heinous score, by the way. That that was it was awful. <laughs> that was probably one of the worst championship games I I didn't actually I think it was the worst championship game I've ever seen. I think Kentucky VCU for third place would have been a better game. Mm. Fair, but yeah, fair. Go, yeah, go figure. Uh, and then they, they beat Kentucky in 2014. Yep, and they took down San Diego State. Obviously, this season, so five in. You know, five, I mean, five chips in twenty three years, twenty four years, whatever. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, uh, I I kind of liked the idea that they were the new blood, right, as opposed to the blue blood. But they're they're in the conversation, so they're 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 the new blue blood. They've put themselves in the conversation. Yeah. Jim Calhoun had them kind of going in the late eighties, early nineties, and then they broke through in the late nineties mm-hmm. and. If you're talking about the 2000s, absolutely they're blue blood. Yes. Well, I mean, that's the context here is you have to think about, you know, more current stuff. I mean, I guess because typically you go blue blood, but that's really these old school, long storied, like pillars of college basketball with nationwide fan bases. And like, I get that. But 
you know, at some point, if somebody wins enough, right, it's just like, okay, well, what were the Patriots pre-Belichick and pre-Brady? Awful. They're awful. But what do you what do you consider them now? Uh, the best franchise ever. Okay, I, I'm not going that far, but uh, but I don't know about ever. But, but the, well, I mean, but, if you're a kid that's been born into 2000s, oh that's well, what sure. You well, yeah, yeah. If, if our if, age, no. If, but you, if, if you were in born... diapers on 9/11, then hell yeah, you're like, oh, the Patriots, best team in the world. Yeah, sure, but, that's fine. But, but how many kids today have seen the Cowboys win a Super Bowl? None. Zero. How many kids have seen the Steelers win a Super Bowl? <laughs> Maybe a handful. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I the, say, how many kids have seen the 49ers win a Super Bowl? None. Well, see, that's the thing. So you get into this like weird kind of old like uh, it, it's so strange to be like, hey guys, like we're old heads, right? We're the old heads. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is weird. But the thing is, you have a generation of people that don't know or haven't seen or didn't grow up with Michael Jordan, right? right. He's been retired a long time, y'all. Yep. Like you have a, a like generations of people that the only thing they know about him is like what we knew about Bill Russell. Like when we were kids, like we, we knew the, like, you know what I mean? Like people would talk about the Celtics and this and Bill Russell and all. And you're like, yeah, that's great. That's, that's great. Grandpa. Thanks, man. But you know, we're, we're watching Michael Jordan dominate people and we're watching Ikeem the dream. You know what I mean? It's just, it's different. So, and, and every ear is going to have that. So, but at some point, if you win enough and you do enough, you dominate your sport, like yeah. you've become, you're in the conversation with all time franchises, all time. I mean, you just are. So I think UConn has to be in that conversation. It's just absolutely, it's just weighted to some more recency. So Re- regency bias, but what have you done for me lately? And what have you done? Well, five, five championships is a lot. And they have they got more rings than a lot a lot of a lot of teams, man. They do. I mean, five is five's pretty damn heavy duty. So there's a there's a reason I have zero love for UConn, especially yeah. when you figure how things started in the Big East. Yeah. You know, before the split, you know, having Syracuse, UConn, all these schools that yeah. you know ended up going wherever. And this is going to be a topic jump, but mm-hmm. those Big East tournaments in the early two thousands were some of the best tournaments. Yeah. Like, if you won the Big East, like, it was almost better than winning the NCAA tournament because those games were just so... Like, I remember the Syracuse-UConn six-overtime game in the Garden, like... And I think that was McNamara, right? It was. And then after we won that game, we ended up having another double-overtime game the next game. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) And and then you got the Kimba Walker tournament where he hit the game. Like they won five games in five days, where he hits a couple game winners, and then they go on to win a championship. Like Captain Flopper, was- you mean? <laughs> <laughs> <Man. laughs> oh no, I've been shot. Nice. <laughs> ah, yeah, but he did the shooting at the end of games, so. though. Yeah. Dagger in the heart. Yeah. Well, the 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 Big East is historically a great basketball conference. It just is, right? Yeah. And obviously you had, you know, some shakeup and it, it fell off a little bit. So it, it's a little resurrected, but 
And we'll see. I mean, I hope that George Chen, I'm not a Hoyas fan by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, you kind of hope that they turn it around, right? I mean, good for UConn. Good for, I mean, just good for the Big East. Good yeah. for the Big East, man. I, I think the, you know, the, the East Coast and the Northeast in particular, that and, 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 I mean, we'll see what the hell Patino does with St. John's, but, I mean, doesn't that feel like a great fit? It does, you know. Him, mm-hmm. his, it really his, does. You, now I would imagine at his age, it's his last chapter, but who knows? Um, but you'd like to think that that's a that's an incredible opportunity, you know, for Patino and for St. John's. And uh, look, we're in a different era with with <laughs> the transfer portals and NIL. I mean, the landscape can shift very quickly in collegiate athletics, particularly if you have the right kind of coach. Just look at Colorado. And what Dion is doing with with you know Colorado football, I mean that team. If you're not prepared for what Dion Sanders is doing in Colorado, that team's gonna gonna beat some teams. That you're like, how? You you wait. I don't know how good they're gonna be, but they're gonna be a hell of a lot better under him than they have been for a long time. Yeah, they are because kids want to play there for him. Yep. Period. He's he's got the you know. He's le- got the juice, man. He's got the juice. The legend of Deion Sanders. I mean, you can watch highlights of that dude all day on YouTube, man. <laughs> you know, he knows marketing. He knows the sport. He knows position. He just, he, he's well connected. It's all of it. So you can turn programs around really quickly if you can bring talent in. Dion can bring talent in. Patino, yes, Patino can bring talent in. And this is not like Iona. You go, well, how much did he win in Iona? Well, he made Iona relevant. He got him to the tournament. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, how, exactly. many people, how many people knew who what the hell Iona was before Patino went there? So I only knew him as a school that Kentucky slaughtered back in the mid-90s. Yeah. So to, to be able to play at, at Madison Square Garden, right? Yep. I mean, he's gonna have he's gonna have some good people coming into St. John. It's just it's just what it's gonna be. So that's a point of curiosity. So that, that'll be pretty good. But uh, I'm happy for uh, Dan Hurley. I think that, that part's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it, I kind of violated my hate UConn thing because of Hurley. <laughs> but I mean, that, that was it's a hell of a run. It's, it was a hell of a run. It was a hell of a job by them. So I enjoyed that. Um, and not just much. the run, Justin, but yeah. an all-time run. Oh, Because they won every game by double digits. Yeah. And only a a handful of teams have ever done that. Five, yeah, they're, they're fifth. So they they won their six games by an average of twenty points. I mean, that's just I mean, that's, it's, it's just domination, ridiculous. And uh, again, I I, th- I you know I think FAU would have given them a better game, but it's probably still the same damn end result. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I mean, they were just they were they were just <clears throat> ridiculous. So, uh, it, you know, I had a good time watching a lot of the post-game stuff, people talking about it and listening to Hurley on the radio. And, you know, that guy was obviously in the shadow of, of Bobby, uh, was not as nearly as uh, an accomplished uh, collegiate player. So, I mean, that's a hell of a thing. And then you, you figure the dad being like oh, an yeah. all-time legendary kind of dude. So to carve out his spot, that's a that that's a good thing, man. So oh, yeah. kudos to him. His, his uh, interviews were a lot of fun. Um, for anybody that missed him, you can search him up, whether it was Rich, with Rich Eisen or Dan Patrick or whoever. Uh, some of those are pretty good. So do yourself a favor and go back and listen to him. We also can't wrap up talking about the men's tournament uh, without 
uh, flip into a little bit of Jim Nance. And not that I mean, we usually talk about one shining moment is is the big thing for the close of the tournament, and you know that that's always phenomenal. But um, Jim Nance signing off is weird, you know, because there's weird. there's certain players that are just associate or certain certain people. Uh, and players too, but certain people that are just so associated with certain sporting events. It's like Nance and the Masters. Like when he calls his final Masters, that'll be really bizarre. But I think his goal, if I remember correctly, his goal is to get through the 100th. He wants to call the 100th Masters and then it'll be good, uh, which is a, a little ways off. But he wants to hit a certain milestone. But anyway, for him to sign off, it's just, it's kind of, it's, it's just odd. But they had a great moment. And he had pictures of different people that had been with him, and I thought he did a did a great job of letting the game speak for itself, and then having some good words as he kind of wrapped up his final uh, title game. I think I think this will hit the the spot that we want. Is everybody has a dream, and everybody has a story to tell. Just try to find that story. Be kind. You told it better than most. Let me tell you. Can I tell you one other thing? I mean this, not to try to play off hello friends, but to you, everybody in the college game, my CBS family, my family, all the viewers, thank you for being my friend. I mean, it's very Golden Girls, right? No, I'm just kidding. But that was a great line. And in the moment, it, it felt, it was on point. Well, he always says, hello, friends. I know, but it just... And if you don't play Golden Girls right now, you're missing out. <laughs> Gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it. All right, all right, all right. Can I tell you, I actually like that. I actually like the Golden Girls. That's <laughs> no lie. It's, it, Dude, there's some savage moments in that. show. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you yeah. For being Blanche, Dorothy. There, I mean, if you ever see some of those name is, maybe I've got their names wrong, but. Betty White's character, whatever she was named. Oh my Rose, yeah. Rose, yeah. And then Grandma. And, yeah, what was her name? Estelle Getty. Yeah, Estelle Getty. Nice job. Hell yeah, man. There, you there go. are some absolutely lethal savage moments. If you've ever seen some of those um, I can't believe YouTube we just produced Jim Dance to the Gold Girls. <laughs> really? It's a sports group, bro. It's what we do. It's we what did. we do. We do dumb that, shit. that was actually one of my grandmother's favorite shows. So when I when I was in California visiting her, when we I would sit there and I'd watch it with her. What else was Rue McClanahan? Was was she on Major Dad? Actually, I think you're right. With, I'd with, have with to double Gerald, check. Ger- was it Gerald McCraney? Gerald McCraney. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Major. I gotta look up. I can't believe I gotta look up Major Dad. <laughs> At least you're not looking up Major Woody. Whoa! Uh, Final episode, 93. Was she on there? Oh, she may have just been a guest star. Well, we got Gerald McCraney right anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, she died in 2010? Wow. I don't know if she passed away. That's, uh, all right. Well, it feels like a. am surprised. Betty White was the last one standing, man. Yeah. Yep. yep. Huh. How about that? That's crazy. Blanche. All right. <laughs> it's, a, 
<laughs> what are we going to talk about Alf next? Like, where are we going, man? <laughs> hey, I, I, I love that show, damn it. I, honestly, I really... I actually still have an Alf uh, uh, doll at my parents' house. I have I have, I have an Alf, a little small Alf doll. Yeah. I put, <laughs> I, put it, I put it on my kid's shelf, and they're like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting. I, I remember I, getting the puppets from uh, was it Burger King? They had the puppets that you could get. Yeah, with the kids' meal or something like that. I, uh, I had a couple of them. Uh, uh, I just I told the kids just not to let them near the cats. They totally didn't get the joke. <laughs> uh, they they were, they, were, they didn't they didn't understand it at all. And I should have just played Help Me Rhonda. And <laughs> that is a reference that absolutely dates us, doesn't it? Oh my god, dude! Oh. Not the Baba. Is that the next thing we're going to talk about? Dinosaurs. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show too. What was that TV show that had the girl that was the robot? Small Wonder. Small Wonder. Yeah, nice. And uh, I remember the show where the the character because she paused time or stopped time and she would touch her I, fingers. I used to watch that too and I can't remember the name of I can't, it. I, remember to say, I can't remember the name of it to save my life. But right, that was the thing. She would touch her fingers together, right, and stop uh -huh. time. Yeah. Yeah, because I think she was like an alien or something yeah, like that and she could pause time. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Small wonder. Man, I have not thought about that show in a long time. That's, you know what? Uh, somehow in my news feed, um, let me see if I, I'm going to pull this up real quick. I don't know if either of you guys are going to remember this. Randy, I would bet you might more than Shannon, because I don't know what the hell Shannon was watching in Kentucky other than maybe, you know. Leave, I had rabbit ear television. Leave, so leave it, it to Beaver and some Andy other. Griffith. And <laughs> hey, you Mash. know, I, I joke around about that. I actually, uh, uh, when I was, I had a black and white TV. I think it was a 13-inch TV with the little rotary knobs on it. Yep. And, Same. Um, we had yep. we had CBS, ABC, NBC, a PBS station, yep. and when Fox thirty five came to market, like that was a big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so we would watch uh, the Andy Griffith Show and uh, Leave It to Be. I mean, those things ran in syndication for freaking ever. Oh um, I love the Andy Griffith Show. It is funny thinking back to that. Uh, and then Matlock. I actually really liked Matlock. This is a strange topic jump for the sports group, but anyway. Um, here's a show that I remember as a kid and I, like, I, I couldn't find anybody that knew what the hell it was. Um, and so somewhere randomly in my news feed, it came up and I was like, that's the show. And Randy, if there's anybody that, that would remember it, I would think it's you. Okay. I put it in the chat. Oh yeah, it's where the kid turns into the car. Yeah, Turbo Teen, where the kid turns into the car. Yep, I've watched that before. How many drugs did they do in the eighties, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of them. You know all I'm, of them. All of them. <laughs> Shannon, did you get Turbo Teen in? in I don't even know what the hell Turbo Teen is. All I saw was the picture, and I'm like, "Yep, I remember that." He turned into the I car. No clue. The kid transforms into a car. Yep. All I can think of is Euro Trip Miami Weiss, number one show. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, it is fantastic, man. I mean, the cartoons we watched on Saturday mornings growing up, and even hell after school or even before yeah. school, you you know they were on something. Oh, they were on a lot. I mean, God bless. I would think. But yeah, when you talk about Fox coming, I was like, I watched. I was like, oh look, the Jetsons, the Flintstones, yep. Scooby Doo, all that yep. stuff. I was yeah. like, yep, that's that was my uh, 
weekdays after yeah. school. I watched a lot of I, I watched a lot of Scooby Doo, GI Joe, Transformers, yep. obviously. Um, I remember Kissy Fur. That's one that a lot of people don't remember. Uh, I remember it, but I don't remember if I watched it. And then there was uh, some rando. Was Kissy for the Circus Bears, or am I overlapping that up with my? Am I? I might be overlapping it with something else. But anyway, uh, I remember that actually actually torrented the uh, Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. That which, I really like that cartoon, which I haven't seen in forever. But I remember it, and you know what's funny? I didn't. I watched one episode. I remember there being more episodes of that than there actually are. So it, it's kind of funny to go back, like if you if you hunt down some of the episodes of these shows, unless they're on a streaming service, which some some of these cartoons you can watch, but like some of them have a ton of episodes. Like there's a bajillion Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episodes, mm-hmm. although I, I certainly don't remember all of them. I didn't know there was ten, ten seasons of it. I didn't remember that. And then uh, the real Dark Ghost Wing Duck. Darkwing Duck is is great. That is an awesome show. Th- Do you guys Tales. remember the movie Dark Man? Yep, I love that movie. Oh my god, that what. A, are they ever going to reboot that? Can they reboot that? I don't see why they couldn't. I mean, my God, that movie was great. At least I remember it being great. I'm, I'm afraid if I watched it now, I don't know if I'd be disappointed by it, but <laughs> I feel it's tricky, though, right? Because you'll yeah, be like, I remember this show or this movie or the same being so good. And then, like, you stumble back onto that as an adult and you're like, uh, you sound like um, Jim Beheim answering. Uh, well, it's, uh, like see, that's what, <laughs> see, that's one of the reasons like I enjoy the angry video game nerd on YouTube so much is because it's exactly what it is. It's like, you remember when you were a kid playing this game and it was uh, awesome. Now that you're an adult and you're playing it and it's shit. <laughs> and uh, it's, oh my God, dude. Uh, oh, this is such a random ass episode. Sorry, y'all. Or maybe not, but <laughs> It's been a few weeks. I mean, you're just going to have to deal with us. So that's how it goes. Deal with So I'm going to watch the viewership on this episode just like totally decline at about the 45-minute mark. Um, <laughs> it'll be too Todd and Lindy. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, too, it'll be Todd and Lindy. Are these guys <laughs> drunk? Not yet, folks. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We're only halfway through. But, ah, crap. What was I going to talk about? There was a show, there was a show you had in mind, and it just because you were talking. I think you started talking about real ghost. No, Shannon talked about real Ghostbusters. Oh, no, no, it was the real Ghostbusters. That that's a good cartoon. Like I now, think, do you remember like that knockoff Ghostbusters one? No, the but, other the other one. What other one? There was a there was two Ghostbusters shows. One was based on the movie. The other was like one of the characters was like uh, a nephew of. The Ghostbusters, but they ha- but they actually use like pellets to that, dissolve the ghost. That one I don't remember, uh, but the real Ghostbusters is actually pretty decent. I I I uh, sourced that one. Maybe I shouldn't say I torn all the stuff, but I sourced that one. <laughs> borrowed, uh, <laughs> borrowed. I sourced that one, and and I actually because my kids, uh, we watched the ghost, the original Ghostbusters movie, which mm-hmm. I didn't think they would actually make it through, but they did. And so I, I have that cartoon on the media server, and every once in a while we'll watch, they'll watch an episode of it. Uh, they're just so embroiled. I mean, it's tough to get them. They're like, YouTube, we just want to watch YouTube, kids. Uh, so it's hard to get them to watch anything other than that. It's just a very modern problem, isn't it? Um, but, it, yeah, that, that cartoon's pretty good. Yeah, there was something I was going to say, like, straight up, and I, and I 100% forgot. Here, watch this. I'm going to pause this. I'm going to go back. I'm going to jump back to what I was getting ready to say. Let's see if it if it jogs the memory. Instant pause in the podcast. 
Aha, we are right back, and now I remember what I was going to say. So, for some reason at work today, we were solving some random issue with, like, zip files in Windows 11, and so we were looking in, like, Reddit, Reddit sysadmin forums and dealing with sysadmin. But anywho, uh, somebody dropped a totally rad GIF in our chat, and um, but it's the one where it's, like, glowing Shredder from, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. But I, my mind went to totally rad the video game. <laughs> Uh, Shannon, I don't know if you had that. Randy, did you ever play Totally Rad? I think I did, but I mean, obviously, um, I've seen it at the video store yeah, when yeah, I went yeah. to rent games and stuff. Yeah. But. So that one, I died a lot in Totally Rad. I will say that. Uh, I died a lot, but I did complete it. Um, but And so then I started watching NES game like where people replay them or, or they have like mm -hmm. the, the feed on YouTube. And I was like, it, it's crazy how the memories come back when you hear the music and see the screens. The other game, and God bless, it took me so long to beat this effing game, uh, and it, I died so much. And it's one of the few games I like. I legit had to put down a couple of times, but was it was the Adventures of Bayou Billy? Oh, oh God. my God! Yes, that, that that game was so fucking hard. That game was an absolute pain in the ass, dude. My favorite was the intro, the Adventures of Bayou Billy. Mm -hmm. The music for that game is actually pretty good. Oh and, my and god! You know what I had forgotten about that game is that you use the controller and you use the gun. Yes. Yep. I had a hundred percent forgotten about that, but that was a game that was was obnoxiously difficult, right? And I oh remember like there were certain NES games I I played the hell out of, and certain games I played the hell out of as a kid. Like, I played Battletoads so much, I could play Battletoads in its entirety without dying a single time. Until you had a second player. <laughs> Until I had a second player, yeah. <laughs> but, I, like, I could I could do that game solo and, and not die at all. I played that game a ton. A ton. <clears throat> must, must, must be nice to be able to get to that bike area without dying. Oh, the bike area was... By the time you, you do it a thousand times, it's easy, bro. But, I mean, I can't tell you how many hours I spent playing that game. But Bi The Adventures of Bayou Billy was a, a just a monster pain in the ass. Like, because I, I, like I rem and, and once I was watching this video on YouTube, I was like, I remember getting to this point and then only having a life left. <laughs> or, like, you know what I mean? You were, like, oh at the very God, end, you're yeah. like, let me just beat this final dude. Come on. <laughs> nope. That game was <clears throat> That game was cruel, dude. The guys throwing the rocks at you, they take over half your life with one hit from the rock while you're sitting there kicking them 20 times and they haven't died yet. You're like, what the hell do I have to do to kill you? Well, you know, at this point in my life, so we were talking about retro games. And I said uh, in our chat, I was like, look, dude, at this point, I fire up the retro pie. I throw some cheats on and I just go beat ass because I don't have the time to like, I can't I, I can't play for like 40 hours to memorize a level, memorize the levels anymore. Those days are gone, dude. I have no shame. I just play for enjoyment, and so if, I fire, if I'm firing up some like maddeningly difficult old retro game, I'm throwing some cheats on it, and I'm just gonna get through it and have a good. The other thing is, I will level skip. I am not playing that effing snake level again in Battletoads. <laughs> like, no, that I, that was that was definitely a pain in the ass because <laughs> if you didn't take the right path, you were screwed. You're screwed. I'm not. I don't need to relearn the snake game in Battletoads. You know what I mean? In, in the scary movie for Randy, <laughs> we are so fucked. Mm. Pretty much. All right, this might be one of the randomest ass segments I think we've ever had. 
<laughs> well, well, that and we're really showing our age here at this yeah, point. That's true. Well, you know, okay. retro, retro gaming's back in. Yeah, it uh, is. I'll, I'll tell you, we didn't take a break, but um, one thing that's sort of funny uh, for Logan's birthday, we gave him. We were, we were looking at VR headsets, and we looked at the MetaQuest Two, but at, like the MetaQuest Three is coming out in October, so I really didn't want to buy the two. You know what I mean? Um, so I ended up getting the, the, the PlayStation VR two, which was honestly, it was pretty damn expensive. <clears throat> Cause I think that I did the, the pack in with, I don't know I can't think of the, the, the game, but I did the $600 bundle and then you got to get, you know, by the time you're like, well, I got to buy games. I got to buy the headset. I got to get the charger base for the things. I mean, I don't even know how much I ended up spending, but it's obnoxiously expensive. But, you know, it is a lot of fun. But here's the thing. So, like, one of the... Uh, he had some friends over, and one of the parents is like, you know, like, we don't have any video games at our house. And Logan likes to talk about how many video games you'll have. And, and she was like, but you have the PlayStation. And I'm like, yeah, we got the PlayStation, but which one? What are you talking about? The one, the two, the three, the four, the five? What do you mean? Because <laughs> I have a backwards compatible PS3 that plays the one and the two. I sold my Slim. I had a modded PS1, but some asshole friend of mine barred it and played uh, Japanese import games and never gave, gave it back to me. That dick. Well, I didn't say this part to her. But I do have a backwards compatible PS3. I got the old fat body PS3, and I just put an SSD in there, so hopefully it lasts. But I got, you know, I got that, and she's like, oh, and you have an Xbox, don't you? And I was like, well, yeah, I got the Xbox 360, I got the Xbox One, I got the Xbox Series X, and I have a Genesis, a Sega Saturn, a Master System, an N64, a Dreamcast. I was like, what do you, I, we got, a, I got all, the, I got a RetroPod that I built, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I got this, I got you're, that, I got you're this. You're like got, one of those dudes yeah, in yeah. New York. I, what do you want? Yeah, I was like, what do you want to play? You want to play, some? she's like, well, you know, we didn't have, we, I wanted the Nintendo when I was a kid, but we didn't get it. And uh, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, you want to play some Nintendo games now? I got you covered. Oh, and we have a Switch. <coughs> so, you know, so Logan is all excited. I'm like, hey, we have the Sony PSVR 2. How about that? You know, so for anybody that's like a non-video game person, they're probably like, this is excessive. <laughs> uh, but Randy. Cough, cough, Todd. Yeah, well, Rand, uh, Todd's still trying to get to. What was that game you wanted to play? Skyrim or something? Have you played Skyrim yet, Todd? Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's still a great game, regardless of how old it is. So, because I oh I no no no, it. it was an Assassin's Creed game. That's what it was. Okay, it was one of the Assassin's Creed games that uh, somebody had for whatever Xbox system, and he and he wanted to play it, but he hadn't played it. I'm like, just play it, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just play it. It's gonna take you a long, a long time to finish it, but you can just play it and goof around. But there are some games you can just pick up and play and just like screw around for a little bit. But anyway, the 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 PSVR two was fun. I hope the library gets stronger. But we we uh, have you know we got goofy games. Although it's like there's certain games I buy clearly for the kids, and there's some games I'm like, well, when I play that, <laughs> I'm gonna have dis and dot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we'll see how it goes. But anyway, yeah, a lot of video games. The retro the retro stuff is fun. Okay, well, we do need to take a break, and we should probably do that so we can gather our thoughts after spending, I don't know, I think half of the first hour talking about the Golden Girls, retro NES games, and, and random cartoons and, from our childhood, and Turbo Teen. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. The only cartoon I haven't been able to find, by the way, 
to source is the Inhumanoids. I really, really I'm, I'm sure you can find it. I, I have looked on a lot of sites. I can find the DVDs, but I, I don't want to buy the I don't want to import the DVDs from like the UK. You know what I mean? Um, but that that's a tough one. There's ex, they're, they're never seated. The torrents are never seated. I'm just like, come on, y'all. Just just seed the torrent for a day. I will pull it and I will seed it in perpetuity. I have no problems. I will I will share with the world. <laughs> I don't mind, uh, but that one, that one, I haven't been able to get uh, get a copy of yet. But I, I still have some Inhumanoids toys, which is like really random because most people don't remember them. But I have a gigantic Metlar and some other of the characters. So I mean, I just <clears throat> quickly checked YouTube, and people have put up like the full episodes, like all the the incomplete series on there. Oh well, then I guess I can just watch it on YouTube. All right. I mean. I, I guess the thing is, like, I'm looking for a way, I, like, I want the, the stuff to put it on on my media server, but, right. you know, I honestly, I, I somehow I kind of doubt my kids are going to be like, Daddy, let's watch the Inhumanoids. Pretty sure that's not Probably happening. Probably not. Probably not. I think they'll end at the real Ghostbusters. Okay. Look, keywords are sports and brew, although I guess tonight it's more like... Or cars and three. Keywords are, yeah. Anyway, let's take a quick break and regroup, and then... Uh, we need to, to to run through a couple other rando topics, and we'll just wrap up and peace out and get out of here. Um, but you know, I'm just honestly, I'm just excited to catch up and hang out. I really wanted to just kind of BS, and um, it's good to hear y'all. You know, it's good to hear your voices and hang out and shoot the breeze. You know, so there's no there's no shame in that. I feel very awake, and I enjoy like this is a bonding experience that I really enjoy. And I know we haven't done it in a couple of weeks. But I always feel I always have a good time when we record. Same, you know what I mean. Same. I just do. It's like it's it's just hanging out, shooting the breeze, and just having a good time. And I I really enjoy the connectivity of this. You know, anytime Sarah's like, I don't understand why you like it so much. I'm like, well, we talk sports, drink beer, and make fun of crap. I, it's just it's it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time for us. I like it. You know. So, but anyway, that's that. All right, we'll take a break, stretch our legs, water some trees, and we'll be back. And I promise, at some point, we'll talk about sports. Seriously, maybe we maybe still got not. Mandalorian. We still have. We still got to talk about. The, yeah, that's true. We do have to talk about the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And Fargo. And Fargo. We got to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we need to secretly just talk about Fargo, so Mark can be like, "You bastards! Yeah, you lied to me." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, at, at, <laughs> I swear at some point I'll watch it. Although at the moment I'm trying to finish, I'm in the final season of The Man in the High Castle, which I loved the first season of, and I you know I watched the second season and then I was just between releases for it, right? And by the time season three rolled around, I just had other stuff going on and I didn't watch it and I started to watch it and then I got distracted and then I started to watch it again and I was like, I don't feel like rewatching anything to get here. So I haven't watched in years. And I and I finally went back and I was like, let me get through season three. And I got through season three and now I'm in season four and I'm like, okay, man, the final season, let's roll. And I'm, I'm hoping it finishes strong. I don't know. I've got my ideas for how they play it out, but I ignored all the conference, social media conversations about it. And it's, you know, that's the other thing is it's been out long enough now that people aren't talking about it, right? <laughs> So I'm hoping I can enjoy the the final season, and I hope it has a satisfying conclusion to the story arcs. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
but that was fun to get back into. That unfortunately cut the line. They they the it's like the grandma's cutting the line with Shannon. I mean, the, the man in the high castle cut the line in front of Fargo. What are you gonna do, y'all? I mean, <laughs> them's the breaks. But anyway, we'll take a what? break. Well, go ahead. I was going to say, well, Justin, uh, something else may cut in front of it, too, because apparently the final season of Better Call Saul is on Netflix now, so now you can actually binge the rest of it. Ah, perfect. Yeah, that's another one that I've sourced but haven't watched. So now I can just watch it on Netflix. That's perfect. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's great. I love that show, by the way. I don't know if is I'm it- ever going to go back and rewatch Breaking Bad. I watched it one, two. I think I watched it three times. So I, I don't know that I'm ever going to go back and rewatch Breaking Bad again. Phenomenal show. Loved it. Enjoyed it. But, you know, it, it, sometimes you've just seen a series enough, you know. Uh, so yeah, I, I I've, I've, I've done it twice just because and I had a very different outlook of it once I saw it the second time mm-hmm. going, wow, Jesse really got shit on this entire series, didn't he? Yeah, there's uh, there's some merit in watching. If you really enjoyed a series, I, I know it's weird to say this, but there is some merit in rewatching it because your what you're looking for changes, right? Because I mean, you you know what happens, but the way you see how things unfold is different because you start you pick up on more of the layers of what's going on with characters, character progression, development. Um, and other things and your interpretation of moments and episodes or story arcs is just different. And Breaking Bad was definitely one of those. And you, you mm-hmm. de- I think Pinkman is one of those characters that your first time through <coughs> your opinion of Pinkman is different when you rewatch it. Maybe oh yeah. For, maybe, it definitely changed for me. Second, yeah. ru- the second watch, maybe not for everybody, but that's yeah, there's, there's some layers there, but anyway, all right, let's take a break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes and then we'll talk, uh, the Mandalorian and, um, I guess, and, and some sports, I promise maybe. And Ty, maybe. cause he has a new job. Yep. Ah, uh, yes. And we need, need to do a salute o'clock. Indeed. That's, that's right. All right. Uh, freshen up fellas. We'll be right back. All right, uh, we are back, uh, refreshed with new beverages and uh, freshly watered trees. So let's get back on this thing. Uh, we did raise a glass to UConn handling business, and uh, I guess we also need to raise a glass to LSU handling business. And I, I will say, uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about this, but um, this is the first year I can honestly tell you I watched the NCAA Women's Final Four and Championship game. That has never happened before in my life. Number one. Uh, I want to say thank you for the uh, to the Virginia Tech Hokies for living up to the Chokies name by absolutely dogging out the end of that game versus uh, LSU. Nine-point oh. lead. It just sucking bags of ass to close that one out. But, you know, Caitlin Clark and Iowa taking out South Carolina was, was wild. And then the championship game, uh, you know, if there's any takeaway, it's just it's still how awful the officiating was. It just ruined it, and it's just a shame because of – how many people were paying attention that historically have not? And uh, what in – I'm not saying it changes the outcome. Maybe LSU wins anyway. But it was just a travesty that that officiating crew just called that game. the way. I mean, it's, it's like they whistled – it was just a ref party. It was absolutely disgusting. Um, and there were a lot of Twitter meltdowns about it, and deservedly so. Um, so Nunu, what fouled out, I think 25 or 22 minutes into the game, it was just garbage. They officiated that game like an absolute train wreck. Uh, and that was honestly from, uh, as a sports fan, that was 
essentially a criminal act. It was a criminal act of officiating how they called that game. Maybe it doesn't change the final outcome, but God bless. They absolutely handicapped Iowa. Uh, it wasn't good for either team, but it was especially bad for Iowa. And uh, they, they closed at one point. They, I think they closed within nine, and that's when Caitlin Clark got that technical for rolling the ball out or whatever. Oh Stupid gosh. as hell. Absolute garbage. I'm, Randy, I know that you watched it uh, intensely. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I was pretty much following along with you guys, yeah. like the, the chat itself, and I was just like, damn, it just felt like everything you guys just came up with. Like, what the hell was this call? What the fuck was that? How How is that a foul? How is that not a foul? I mean, that was pretty much the entire chat, that entire game. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was... That was a really tough way to go out. Um, that's not what you want when you have a championship no, game. No, no, no. And, and you know, um, the the coach for Iowa was was uh, took the high road and basically said, you know, the refs didn't cost them the win, didn't cost them the championship. LSU played better. I mean, she said the right things, but you know, when you have officiating like that, it ruins the flow of a game, and the refs took it over. And it's just, it's a shame because it. That should have been a much better championship game than it was, uh, and the refs became the story, and it, it's really a shame. Um, as far as Caitlin Clark, uh, hell of a run, the hell of a tournament, obviously. Uh, a lot of people were paying attention to her. There were some very funny moments, obviously her doing the, the Cena thing and getting the attention and then uh, getting a, a, do, a, a taste of her own medicine from LSU uh, you know, in the championship game. And, and guys, uh, and guys and gals, uh, it's okay to let people trash talk a little bit. It's okay. They it's can dish it out. The they can take it. Caitlin Clark was right. L- let them trash talk a little bit. You know, it's okay. Um, people had meltdowns that really didn't need to have meltdowns. But, you know, one of the things, and I tweeted this at some point, was just the level of attention and the level of frustration and irritation about the game showed you how many people were paying attention to it. Right. And that that itself is great. Uh, Caitlin Clark's very interesting to watch. You know, it's a hard adjustment watching a women's game when you're used to the the men's game. It's it's a different flow and a different feel and a different vibe. So it takes a minute to kind of <clears throat> let go of certain things with right. the men's game. That, that part is real. That doesn't detract from their game, but it's definitely a, it it's a different flow <laughs> for sure. Okay, but that being said, Caitlin Clark had a gear that a lot of players just didn't have. You know, I mean, she was fast. Uh, she obviously has a hell of a shot, and she was cooking, dude. And um, she was she was a fun watch, man. She was a fun watch, and I'm glad that people got so captivated by her story. You know, she got a lot of eyeballs uh, on that tournament, and um, great run by by Mulkey and LSU. Uh, what Mulkey accomplished, and she's a Hall of Famer. What she did, not only <laughs> what did they call her, the Bayou Barbie. Her outfits were phenomenal. Our jackets were great, but uh, you know, uh, I mean, Bayou Barbie, Bayou Billy. I mean, I know what's going on. We're, we're tying it all together, man. Bayou, Bayou, Billy, the adventures of Bayou Barbie over there. <laughs> running rough shot. See, we weren't wasting our breath. No, we weren't. See? Yeah. So Just set that up. It, yeah, I know. Uh, look, at it didn't even know we were going to do that. <laughs> didn't even know. So, but uh, it didn't get the championship game that I think we deserved because of the officiating. And, and that's really that's too bad. Uh, that's um, bad. That's... But well, and the thing is, is it felt like it started with the final four when you think about it, because there was really some suspect officiating in those games as well. Mm-hmm. 
it wasn't unique to the championship game, but it was definitely, I think, the most egregious. I, I think it was the most egregious at that point. And, you know, uh, you, you got to set the tone. I understand sometimes you got to set the tone a little bit. Um, but I, I'm really, generally speaking, I don't need Draymond Green, like, auditioning for the next musical production of Stomp. I don't need that. Oh, no. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that was. Come on, <laughs> man. That <laughs> asshole. That, that dick. Um, I mean, you know, like that, that was like, that was like if Christian Leitner had roid rage is what that, that stomp was. You know what I mean? That's, I, I, now look, Sabonis was wrong to grab his ankle. Okay. He was wrong. Yes, Sabonis was. was wrong to grab his ankle. But you can't look at what Draymond Green did with the stomp and then all his ridiculousness with the crowd. Oh, you know what I mean? With with Silver being there, it's like, of course you're going to get suspended, you idiot. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Anyway. Uh, I don't know. Like, the, the stuff afterward, I think, was the icing on the cake. Oh, well. I think he might have gotten away with the fine if it had just been the stomp and he showed any kind of rebellion morris or whatever at that point but the, i don't his, even, i don't even think he knows how to spell that word well i know sabonis and you know draymond won't be doing a reboot of the golden girls anytime soon i know that <laughs> hey never say never man. Never, never say never <laughs> oh, Lord. I- i'm saying it for you never yeah we'll see if we get the third are you going taylor swift <laughs> they are never ever ever getting back together oh nice nice good pull so is uh tip of the so, so, so they just need that. to shake it off i mean what's going Effort on tonight yeah, I, was, you know, I was hoping they were going to avoid some bonus was going to juggle some balls going to line. I, I don't i I, I'm kind of got two juggling two balls right here because on one hand I'm is really that what pro- you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're doing? Yeah, Charles Barkley juggling some balls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Shaq is like the rest of us losing our shit. Oh, oh. But- <laughs> what did what did Sir Charles say? <laughs> he said, "Hold on." Hold on, McGovern. You got to remember, they changed the damn soundboards. They messed them all up. So. Let me go, teenager. Ugh. Uh, uh. Don't taste me, bro. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Who the hell cares? Not us. Everyone you said here. balls. There, you, there go. you go. There it is. Yeah, that new format of the soundboard page is is awful. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? Yeah, man, fair question. That's a fair question to the officials in the women's championship game. It's a fair question to Draymond Green. (laughs) Well, it's like what we've always said, whether it's football, basketball, hell, you can even say hockey or soccer. Mm. It's like, if you're not going to call it in the first period, quarter, whatever, don't be calling it in the fourth. Don't be calling it at the end of the game. It, or if you're going to do it in the first, do it all through the entire game. Don't just stop yeah. out of the blue for no reason whatsoever. Well, look, man, uh, there was an, an article that was interesting, and they were talking about fouls. And it's one thing that is kind of, in a way, 
really unfortunate about basketball is the way the the foul progression is. And if you have a game that's called kind of weird, you get somebody in foul trouble, and then they they can't play the same way. And so this article, uh, I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but it basically made an argument so that players don't foul out. They get fouls, but they don't foul out. And there's a part of it that's like, you know, I, I hadn't really thought I would argue for the merits of that, but I could actually see where, like, the team is penalized. But why are you throwing a player out if it's not egregious or flagrant or awful? It's not like an offensive lineman. Oh, sorry, you had four false starts, man. You're out of the game. Bye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't do that. Thank you. Come again. Yeah. So, and I thought that was an interesting perspective. And uh, I'd be kind of, honestly, I'd be kind of curious to see what it would be like if they just, you just kept penalizing the team, but you didn't throw a player out for having a foul or five fouls or six fouls or whatever the number is. Uh, I'm not real keen on that, honestly. Um, Well, we kind of see that with the NFL, unless it's unsportsmanlike conduct, which makes sense to eject the player if they're doing something intentional that could harm somebody else. Right. And so that's where you would have this line of demarcation where it's like, if somebody is doing uh, flagrant or, you know, excessive force, like there, there would be something that could warrant and merit them earning an ejection for sure. But if it's just a common foul, what, why are you throwing people out? I don't know. So the, I thought it was a pretty interesting piece. And I, I, I honestly, I'd kind of be game to see what, um, it would be like if they didn't do that. But um, the, the real question is, is well, how do you penalize, you know, what do you do to penalize the team? If the player is no longer going to get thrown out, how do you escalate the penalties against the team to get it to where the team has to play a certain way? It's well, I mean, the double bonus earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But, but do you take it to, and you know, take it a step up? But if you're not going to eject the player, do you take it kind of a step up with the team, you know, with the bonuses or do you, you know what I mean? It's, it's. I think that it's more or less trying to a balancing act. But I get it. Yeah. With you do have to play differently right now. If you get to what is it four? Was it five? Five is, is when they're out. So you're right. You can't be as physical. You well, can't play defensively or offensively the way you're accustomed to when you're that close. Yeah, I mean, and again, it, this is more of a thought experiment more than anything else. Because I'm not saying don't stick fouls on players, but right. If you go to the bonus more quickly, you know, it's really, it becomes more of a team penalty, right? Instead of putting it on the player and throwing a player out, you know, you can still foul, you can still do stuff. And then obviously if you do intentional or flagrant or whatever, you know, you could certainly have a threshold where you can say, all right, well, you know, you got a T, you got this, you got that, you're out, bye. Uh, But for just cheap common fouls, you're not throwing people out because, you know what I mean? Uh, a ref calls ticky tacky BS, and that's where I think it would be more relevant. Um, and I'd I'd be I'd be okay with some experimentation with that, quite honestly, uh, to see how that would uh, influence some of these games. I mean, it, it would be helpful for teams that pro- that have shallower benches for sure. Um, but you'd have less of this nonsense where maybe you got you have a lot of ticky tack penalties early, and then all of a sudden the team is a shell of themselves. You know what I mean? Because they they run out of players or people just have to play differently. So that, that would be kind of interesting, but um, I guess uh, circling back real quick, Draymond green, we know what Draymond is. Uh, you know, he, he's had a nice run, but I always think back to that series 
against Cleveland. And, I mean, they should have beaten Cleveland, right? Yeah. Should have beaten them. If he didn't get thrown out of that game, they win that series. So, so part of his legacy is, is, is stupidity and bad fouls. Uh, look, if you have if you have Joe Dumars, like right of the bad boy Pistons going, ah, that was excessive. You you know you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you fucked up. Yeah. Light the beam, y'all. Light the beam. <laughs> yeah, when I actually saw that what he did, I was like, seriously? I mean, this you know, this is what is this Indomitian Sioux territory at this mm. point, stomping on a dude. Yeah. But I mean the green's always been just excessive with shit, whether it's grabbing someone's nuts, hitting him in the nuts, kneeing him in the nuts or, you know, doing other <laughs> random things. It's, it, it, I mean, what do you have like 15 like technicals this I, year or something like that or I, something ridiculous? He, he, he typically has a lot. And uh, look, Draymond green has full, full on Al Roker mode. You said balls for sure. And no doubt. And, and and that's gonna be part of his legacy. I would think that this is his last year in Golden State, because uh, you you can't pay him has, ton- has to be. You can't pay him a ton of money. You know he's he's old enough and well, he's a liability to cost you something. Cost you something. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, look, I mean, that's a team. I think we're we'll see if they can survive Sacramento. They won tonight, but in all likelihood. This is the last chapter of that roster. You know what I mean? Because you you can keep Curry, you can keep Clay, but I I think you gotta you gotta let Draymond go on to whatever his next chapter is. Um, he served his purpose. He's a, you know I mean he's gonna be a Hall of Famer, right? He's got rings. He's gotten paid. He's, he's done a lot of things, and he's one of those guys that maybe you hate him if he's on another team. Maybe you love him if he's on your team. But you know, I just. Well, I mean, I've I've even seen comments where yeah. fans of Golden State are like, "Get rid of this guy. He's just he's costing us too much." Yeah, with, with his antics. That there's a point where it does feel like it 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 shifts negative, and I think we've reached that point with Draymond. Um, there, I mean, the flip side is, you know, I'm intrigued by what Sacramento can accomplish. I don't know how good they are, and the light to beam thing is a little cheesy, but and it's <laughs> the NBA the NBA playoffs are always kind of wild. Uh, some of the playing games have been ridiculous. Uh, I'm still disappointed that Zion didn't play. Who was it? The Bulls that came back from like 19 down against the Raptors. Oh yeah, that was obscene. And also obscene at the was that the game that the Raptors missed like 18 to 36 of their free throws or something. Oh, when uh, Demar Derozan's daughter was screaming yeah, at scream. him. That was crazy. Boy, that soundbite was I, like I'm not even gonna pull that soundbite because it's so oh, please stop. It's so annoying. Uh, Rich Eisen played that a ton, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, dude, you gotta stop. <laughs> uh, but they they had a good time with it. That's, oh, in the downtown. You know, look, I, honestly, I gotta tell you, I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind rowdy crowds, but I will say, man, like uh, they were talking about. Um, I think it was one of the Golden State owners, but I might be wrong. But somebody like he was out in the stands, and somebody had a cowbell behind him. It was just going to town in the cowbell. I would absolutely like. I would have to leave if somebody behind me was just banging on a cowbell for an hour. Like I would be like, I cannot deal with this. I gotta Do go. not go to a yeah. Mississippi State game. I, I I I'd have to have noise canceling headphones in. There's just no way, dude. Um, oh, you'd I, have to be that medicinal. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, it, it, like, it, and I'm not trying to be like the party pooper. I, I don't mind. I, you know, I don't. I don't mind crowds. I don't mind 
like cheering and some yelling, but some of the extracurriculars that people have, like the daughter screaming, like I think like if I'm sitting beside her and she's just screaming like that, like I would I would just be like, oh my god, are you serious? And somebody you go goes, Sam, you go Sam Jackson on her. Yeah, but you can't. She's a kid. You can't. <laughs> I know. I know. But, but it's like that you'd want to. In your head, you'd have this inner rage boiling. Uh-huh. Um, and, it, you know, I mean, it's one of those mixed things. Some people are like, well, that, you know, that's home court advantage. That's home field advantage. Rowdy crowds. And yeah. I, I mean, would you want to sit beside? Remember the Vuvuzuelas back in the day? Oh, my. Can you imagine God, being trapped by some? Up. Can, oh. you ima- can you imagine being surrounded by a big bag of assholes just blown away on the oh. Vuvuzuela? Like, I would oh, be, God. I would be miserable. Like I would be miserable. I'd be like, "Why did I pay for this ticket? Why am I here, dude?" I mean, look, I, I would put my noise canceling headphones in, but there's almost only so much noise those things can cancel. So it, that's tough. Um, but uh, like, I'll tell you a point blank, man. I I I went to a um, a Redskins game, and I don't remember if they were playing the Seahawks. They may have been, but I was right beside a Seahawks fan. And they were so fucking obnoxious. They were loud as hell, which is mostly fine, except they would turn my direction and yell at me, which I don't need you yelling in my ear, right? That was really annoying. Uh, But that person, this Seahawks fan, complained. He was like, well, this crowd isn't loud enough, man. You know, we're in Seattle, man. We're in the 12s with blah, blah, blah. I mean, just kept going on. And I'm like, well, you're not in Seattle, and you keep yelling in my ear. This is not a concert. I don't need you to like <laughs> pass a message to me in the middle of a heavy metal guitar riff. Um, so they they just became they were drunk and obnoxious. Like cheering is fine, you know. Uh, and I guess this is my old man yells at clouds thing. But there's just a point where like it's just it, it's it, it's too much, man. Like I I don't want to be around you. <laughs> like I can't do oh, it. Oh no, it, it sucks being around. Fans of the opposite <laughs> team when they're just totally obnoxious and just, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I remember as a kid going to a Syracuse game at the Dome and my mom got tickets. The problem is the tickets she got were on the West Virginia side. Yeah. So as a kid, I had to deal with just the West Virginia fans like being like an just – over the top to the point of where I'm like, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a little kid Syracuse fan in the midst of the enemy, essentially Ugh. having to deal with just that loud ass rowdy stuff. And I was like, I'm, I'm done. I can't handle this. Can't do it. That, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, although I guess if I had to pick my poison, I'd rather have cowbell than belligerent racist shit bags. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've been, yeah. I've, I've been around, I've been around likes to fight guy. They're, they're especially terrible. Oh, oh yeah, you want to fight? Likes oh, the, to fight guy. Likes to fight guy is such a stadium ruining experience. If you get somehow end up by likes to fight guy, <laughs> especially if likes to fight guy is a fan of the opposing team, really annoying. Because uh, 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 go ahead. I gotta tell you, man, likes to fight guy. I think it is really upset about Bud Light right now. Likes to fight guy is very mad about some can art. <laughs> for sure <laughs> oh you know speaking of can art let's go ahead and ha- go ahead and have our salute o'clock we're overdue for this it is an hour and a half and uh we need we need we need a salute o'clock uh so let's do that 
Uh, salute o'clock to uh, Sabonis's chest for withstanding uh, Draymond Green's Leitner stomp. Uh, roided out Leitner stomp, I should say. Um, I don't. I still don't know who gave these beers to me. They're really good. Um, I've been enjoying Collective Arts Good Monster New England Dippa. And they're 8%, so they're certainly tasty. The can art is great, and the beer is really good. I, I just don't know who gave them to me. I thought I thought maybe it was Todd, but I had a Facebook post, and he was like, nope, wouldn't me. He went full shaggy mode. Well, well um, fuck it. I'll take credit for it. I don't care who oh, got them for you. Shannon, thanks for giving me these creative arts. <laughs> Thank you for giving me these, oh, excuse me, collective arts, good monster New England dippers. They are fantastic. Fantastically good. You're welcome, bro. Yeah. My, it, it, as Chick Fil A would say, my pleasure. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, as uh, you know, as as, as uh, what was it? What was the character's name in Moana? Maui. As Maui you're would welcome. say. What can I say except you're welcome? For the- good movie, by the way. If you haven't watched Moana, it is good. They're apparently going to do a live action Moana. Yes. I was like, yes, oh, they are. All right. Let's go, man. Why not? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't like likes to fight guy. I don't like cowbell guy. I don't like spitting on you guy. I don't like barfing person. And I don't like people that are obnoxious. If you're around little kids, right? If you're, if you're at a sporting event and you're around little kids and you can't figure out how to cheer and be rowdy without dropping a bajillion F-bombs, S-bombs, N-bombs, whatever bombs you got to drop. You're the asshole. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know it was not a family section. Yeah, but you know what? You're by a seven-year-old. Stop being an absolute Delta Bravo, you meathead. The fuck? <laughs> Idiots. Anyway, so Collective Arts, super good. And then I also have... Uh, my absolutely classic Jack and Coke. I'm on numero dos. Mm. Although there's a weird shift drinking a Jack and Coke and then drinking this. Um, <laughs> I, I believe it. Yeah, that's kind of a weird palate shift, but uh, whatever. To each their own. No cowbell necessary. Randy, what you got, dude? Well, on a whim, when we were at Hardywood the other day, I decided to snag this uh got something called sheep shot it's a caramel vanilla coffee stout yikes that's a lot yeah well originally i just snagged it for penny because i'm like oh coffee stout maybe you know she'll like it because it's got coffee in it Mm -hmm. and she hasn't drank what we have in there so i was like you know what i haven't tried it why not definitely hasn't you know has you can definitely get the caramel vanilla in there and so it's, it's not bad. I, I mean, I actually, actually like it. So that's that's always a good thing. Yeah, I've had some coffee stouts that I've really liked. I've had some that were kind of, eh, but um, you know, the stouts kind of have that that not burnt, but they kind of have that roasted, yep. roasty kind of vibe going on anyway. So it, I think it 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 fits nicely with that kind of that flavor palette, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the like the the malt and the roastiness and the coffee. It just it fits in that zone. I think it, it it tends to play nicely, and you unless you make some hack ass gnarly batch, so good. But yeah, that, that's all I got. And like to, I agree with you in terms of uh, the unruly fans. You know, you got you got to love it when they have more beers in them than their IQ level. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
<laughs> I don't know how many Bud Lights they got to crush. But, uh, hey, you know what? You know what the great news is with Dan Snyder. Like, I know it's not finalized yet, and I told you guys I'm not going to celebrate until it's finalized. I told you that. But this should mean the end of expired beers at FedEx. About fucking time, right? You hope. I hope. I hope. <laughs> FedEx Field is it even called that anymore. I have no idea. <clears throat> Anywho, all right, Shannon, what you got, bro? <laughs> it's called FFS Field. It's called Fuck This Field. True, true story. <laughs> um, rolling uh, too deep tonight, Hardywood Irish Red. Nice. And the Hardywood uh, Blonde Single. Hey, when, I tell you what, if, if Whitfield's rolling too deep, it's a good night for him. Come on, man. Oh my god. Whitfield should be Whit, we he's should roll it too deep. He's having a good night. Whit, Whitfield. If there's any beer Whitfield should be drinking, if this is the case, it should be Dosa Keys. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad you're on our side. Yeah. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> brew on brew crime is just ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go, McGuffin. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Does the key? We're out of here. See you later. <laughs> well, you got to be in there first. Look, there's a reason he's the tugboat, bro. Stop setting him up, Shannon. <laughs> hey, look, Randy. Do I look like I give a fuck? All right, the second captain, the second Jack and Coke might be kicking in. Might be. Do I look like I give a fuck? Yes, might be. Ladies and gentlemen, next introduction, Captain Snarky. <laughs> there you go. What the hell is going on tonight? Oh, who knows? This is what happens when we don't record for a few weeks. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's about accurate. Oh, my God. Dan Snyder. Hi. Dan Snyder, the fail horn. What are you going to do, bro? No SDM, no short Dan Matt. God bless. No short Dan Matt. No short Dan Matt? No short Dan Matt? Oh! 
Oh, I'm almost going to miss short Dan man by the time he's actually gone and he legit sell this team. And this is fine. Believe me, there will be a celebration. We've joked around about it, but oh no, there will be a, a parade. It is down DC. It is palpable dude for anybody. If you are in Virginia in and around Virginia or, you know, what's funny to think about is how big the Redskins like area. I mean, that was a regional team. And it's hard to wrap your head around it at this point because you got the Panthers and the Titans. But, you know, the Redskins used to have this large area. And you had Redskins fans, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. I mean, yeah, I mean, they they covered a lot of territory. Um, And that's it's one of the franchises that when they were, you know, it, it was just important. It, it was it was a super important location, um, and the, the, I mean, it, just think about us growing up in the eighties. I know. And it, so it's yeah, uh, whether it's the Niners or the Redskins at the time, all the way through what mid nineties. Well, uh, yeah, well the Redskins uh, after was. after they got that Super Bowl win against the Bills, you know they got old in a hurry. You yeah, know, that that team needed to be turned over, and they they struggle bust on that one, and they got some draft picks with Desmond Howard, um, who ended up getting a ring with Green Bay, but that was that was not a good pick. They had, they had a they had a tough stretch for sure. They got old in a hurry, and then Gibbs left, and you know, whatever. Uh, but it, and I and look, I'm not gonna lie, man. When Snyder came in, I was excited um, because he was aggressive. He was the fan. He wanted to win. He spent money. Uh, but I didn't realize what just what a toxic meatbag dickhead he was going to be. Bad owner, one of the worst owners no, the in, worst in sports. Owner. And, and, and and look, <laughs> I, you can listen to any number of people talk about it. Um, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but I will say he arguably he arguably destroyed a franchise. Yes. Because that brand, the fan base, the brand, the name, all of it, what it meant in the 80s, like for my life. I mean, I know they go back beyond, you know, but I wasn't here for the 70s. I wasn't here for that. I was here for the 80s. I was here for the 90s. And what that franchise was, what they represented, what they accomplished, what Joe Gibbs meant, what a lot of the players meant. Um, the goodwill they had, the fan base they had, the waiting list they had, you know, the relevance they had, um, the respect they had as from an organizational standpoint, what they were growing up for me, like Dan Snyder torpedoed it. He ruined the name. He ruined the name. Then he changed the name, but he, he ruined the organization. He torpedoed their reputation. The stadium is a shithole. The fan experience sucked. Um, the stadium is a dump, and he he didn't build it. The stadium is not necessarily his fault, but because he was such a a shitbag owner, he, he couldn't get a stadium built. And I'd still say it's one of the reasons he had to get out. He was never going to get a. Nobody wanted to help that dude. Nope, nobody. So unless he was going to relocate them somewhere, but I mean, what's the likelihood the NFL is going to be like? Yeah, you can go ahead and move Washington out of. Yeah, I mean, I know they're nope. technically not in Washington. Not, that's fine. We can make those jokes. But what, are you going to relocate them? Where are you going to take them? 
You know, speaking of relocation, by the way, can 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 I mean, is Oakland going to have anything left other than like double A or single A baseball? What are they going to a soccer team? What is Oakland going to have in a couple of years? Nothing. But I mean, they have completely shafted that sports town, haven't they? They screwed themselves. Good God. Oh, man. But I mean, when you got possums in the opposing (laughs) team's uh, radio room, like. Terrible. You screwed up. Uh, well, they've been trying to get stuff done there for a long time, but that that ownership group, you know, they've what a disservice to a franchise. Man, the, like the A's, like I remember McGuire, the Bash Brothers. I mean, Raleigh Fingers. I mean, the, the, the yeah. I mean, the, the A's have a lot of history and a lot of story. Tony and, I, and, and, I, and I Eckersley. And I think they were were they originally in Philadelphia and then Kansas City and then Oakland. And I'm, and I'm missing a stop. I know they've relocated, but I mean, it's just that's a storied franchise with a terrible owner. They they've they've screwed that one too. Um, but Dan Snyder so hateable. I think the only owner even remotely on the same level of hate is uh, Dolan with the Knicks. Um, And Snyder probably takes the cake. I mean, in between all the toxic BS and the cheerleader scandal, the suing season ticket holders, banning T-shirts. I mean, you could just go down this this awful list of things that dude did. Um, Screwing with the team, screwing with the front office, screwing with players. You know, rest rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. They had no, he had no business being drafted where he was. Snyder was all over all over that. Well, and think about all the <clears throat> all just, the players that he just brought in, thinking, well, because they're big names, you know, we're actually going to win with these big names. And it's like, no, they're past their prime. Yeah, um, you know, it's like bringing in McNabb. You know, it's like well, he, that was a, that was a disaster. And then and then giving Hainsworth the big ass contract he did, and then. And dude turned into a piece of shit. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just, there's just these things that these really not so football smart decisions that he no. just did that well, really, really hurt the team. It's, it's the on field stuff. It's the off field stuff. It's, do you remember when they wanted to charge for training camp and people were like, what are you doing? And then like all these other people were like, well, that's great if you charge for training camp because then we can go scout you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just, it's like you can go down. It's just this monstrous list of fail. And and again, I was excited when they brought Gibbs back. I was excited. But, you know, Dan Snyder has just been a wrecking ball for the organization, for the reputation, for what it was. And, um, you know, look, I, I can tell you, I still don't think they should have changed the name, but that's water under the bridge now. Um, but they've just, this whole thing, at the end of the day, Dan Snyder's been the, you know, BMOC for a long time, and he completely torpedoed that franchise. I don't know that any owner has singularly done as much damage to a franchise as Dan Snyder did to to the Washington Redskins. I don't know, what are we in, Marge shot territory? You know what I mean? Uh, And and she, she was a piece of fucking work, man. Good God. Um, oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, is that the is that the level that Snyder is he is he in that zone? I mean, it's just awful. I mean, he took he took a team that had national presence, national relevance, great history, um, fine, controversial name, but he he took a just a, you know one year of your upper tier NFL franchises, and he completely squandered the fan goodwill. He completely ruined the product on the field. Uh, I mean, did he try? Yeah, it's the Bart Simpson. Here's your cake. At least you tried. And then the trash can. 
Um, at least you tried. But I mean, just the, arguably one of the worst owners we've seen that we'll see in, in our lifetime. I mean, you have generations, not a generation. You have generations of kids that are like, who? What? Why do I care? I'm now a Panthers fan. I'm now a Patriots fan. I'm now a Ravens fan. I'm now a, you know, Colts fan. Well, <laughs> okay, not that one. But Well, I mean, you think about what. <laughs> What Art Modell did to the Browns and moving him to Baltimore. You, you could, I mean, you, I mean, you think about the people who defiled his grave because he did that. Now you're talking about, but nothing compares oh, to Dan Snyder cannot be buried anywhere around Virginia. Bro. No, cannot. No. Whenever his time is up, and he has, and he he's freed from his mortal coil, uh, his his body cannot be buried anywhere around Virginia. There's no way, dude. You know you no fucked way. up when people heckle your wife. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just a, a, just a, a travesty of a, just everything. It's awful. That dude is awful. I'll be so glad when he's gone. I when when the the news of the agreement, and again, it's not finalized. Look, until it's voted on, it's finalized, and his ass is on his yacht sailing to the Bermuda Triangle or wherever he's going. Please sink somewhere, would you? No, I'm just kidding. That's terrible. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Um, wow! Just sell the team and be gone. If you do that, I'll, I'll be happy. I'll, I'll let a lot of stuff go. Just, just sell it, go away, and I never want to see that windbag again. Um, but when the news broke, and you knew there were rumblings, uh, you know there were so many people that were just excited and so happy, and um, you're going to see a resurgence in the fan base. Once he's gone, because like me, there's a lot of people that just won't do certain things because of him and won't support certain things because of him. I don't want to give, I don't want to stick any money in his pocket. I mean, I, there were years I went to like five games, which is a lot, <laughs> but the, I had a long stretch of time where I at least did one or two every year. No, I was at Daryl. I, I I saw the tail end of Daryl Green. You know, I was there for that. I, I I went to RFK. I saw a game at RFK. <clears throat> I saw a lot of games at FedEx, which is a shit. It's a terrible stadium, but I saw plenty of games there. You know, we used to do big group outings. I mean, and this is a long time ago, but Randy, you remember we we we'd get a bunch of people and go to a game. Oh yeah, definitely. We'd have five people, eight people, seven people. We'd go up, get a bunch of tickets. You know, Shannon, you, I mean, you had a lot of friends that used to go up there and <coughs> tailgate, and I don't know who you challenged to push-ups that one time, but um, was that Jerry? Did you challenge Jerry to push-ups, or was that somebody on, like, was it John or Todd? I don't know. Or maybe you just ripped, oh, no, you ripped Todd's shirt off of him, didn't you? Yeah, I had a couple <laughs> This is a horse collar. Mm-hmm. Todd, Todd this didn't understand is a horse, the horse collar. collar. That's so right. Like, oh, let me demonstrate That's for you. Right. This is a Todd, horse collar. Todd needed a new shirt after that. So, well. Oh, by the way, Todd, we got to raise a glass to Todd. Shannon, yes, what, his what, new job. Yes. Shannon, what are you drinking? Uh, Hardywood Irish Red and a Hardywood Blonde Single. Nice. It's a Hardywood kind of night. Right, well, That's what she said. Mm-hmm. That's tasty. All right. So Todd, our buddy Todd, who did not give me these beers because Shannon has given me the 
Collective Arts Good Monster. Thank you, Shannon. That's right. You're Thank welcome, you again, bro. Anytime. Was, yeah. I mean, it's like you know me. It's a, it's incredible. Uh, but we, yeah, we do need. It's weird because uh, you know Todd for a long time was like the beer dude at, at Kroger. So you'd go into Kroger. There was a bar. You'd go taste beer, drink beer, hang out, shoot the breeze, and that was great, man. That was really fun. And I know he loved uh, you know certain aspects of that, but he's he's he had a you know a career shift, right? So now he's working. I'm scrolling up because I know I have a note here somewhere. There you go. Yeah, here it is. Oh, here's his Facebook post. Todd. Our man Todd, dude. We love you, bro. So now he's going to work for Apple Spice Junction to help build and manage their catering program. That's quality. So I'm going to miss the beer conversations in Kroger with you. But I'm excited that you've announced that you're now a Spice Girl. Todd. Our man Todd is now Apple Spice. This is phenomenal. I knew there had to be a reason you wanted to mention this. I should have I should have guessed this. I should have known. <laughs> and I mean, look. Come on, man. I'm just saying, like, the reach around offer still stands. When you do a cover of Say You'll Be There, I mean... No one is more fitting than Apple Spice with the long the long arm of the long arm of the law, as Stallone might say in Judge Dredd, right? Oh my god. Yeah. Say you'll reach there, Todd. Oh I- no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> there you go. Apple Spice. What up, Apple Spice? Apple Spice. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that text thread. ASP. <laughs> you rang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's how we love you, buddy. I, look, man, it, it's uh, the end of that, Kro- that Kroger bar was sad, but no, all kidding aside, man. Uh, that was some BS. It was, but all kidding aside, I, I hope that this next chapter is great for you, dude. Uh, I know you work your ass off. You're a great dude. So uh, here's to your next chapter um, with catering. That's a I don't I don't I don't know anything about catering, bro. So other than I like other people to do the work and cater stuff, and I like to hang out and eat. I know that. So well, we all like to hang out and eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? So it's all good, but us. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm sure I'm sure Todd will do a phenomenal job there. He's he's a, he's a great guy, and he works his ass off. So. He's a good dude. So here's to your next chapter, Todd. Raising a glass to you, bro. Way to go, Apple Spice. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> the Spice Todds. <laughs> oh, I bet the Spice Todds would have that Shockmaster bejeweled. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds like that would be Reach Around Todd's move, wouldn't it? <laughs> the shock, <laughs> the Shockmaster. <laughs> Maybe Todd is the shock master. <laughs> Maybe. Exciting and Oh, the tugboat. <laughs> Not the love boat. Where's Whitfield at? We're expecting <laughs> you. <laughs> the tugboat. Life's sweetest reward. Oh man. That's more like the deep water horizon or something, isn't it? <laughs> 
or the Mariana <laughs> Trench or some bullshit. What is that? Going mudding. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> If y'all made it this far in the podcast, man, I mean, what do you want me to say, y'all? Take a shot. That's what I'm going to (laughs) say. I don't know what the feedback or comments will be on this episode, but they're going to be all over the fucking map, man. Uh, Just turn them off. Yeah. Also, by the way. Uh, dear Dylan Brooks, you don't need to antagonize LeBron James. We know he's old. He knows he's old. What are you trying to do, man? Y'all are y'all are already shorthanded. Sorry, that's a, a bad reference to, you know, <laughs> Jabba Rant. <clears throat> but why are you picking? Why are you picking on LeBron? He's disrespecting he's, a legend is never a smart thing to I, do. That, that's a that's a bold choice, dude. It's a bold choice. It's a it's a bold, bold, bold choice. I would not be going that direction. I don't know what direction well, I'd be going, but I don't think I'd be going that direction. Bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. So apparently the prop bets for um you know LeBron James sticking forty on him uh got all kinds of fascinating after all that trash talk. There are some people the Lakers are making that run, they get it to fourteen. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what what were you thinking? I don't care. He's old. <laughs> I don't care. He's old. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that. Game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he should have been saying that earlier on. Um, but you know. I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me forty. Well, you might. So, <laughs> hey, be careful that, what you wish yeah. for. You poked the bear, so they might show up and uh, might he might stick that forty on you. By the way, Seventy uh, Sixers are absolutely just whooping up on the Nets, man. Three zero. That should be done shortly. Uh, Shannon, out of curiosity, is there any particular current playoff series that you're super fascinated by, or really into? Um, I would say Warriors Kings. Yeah, th- that one's compelling, but doesn't it feel like it's the end of that? It's the end of the Warriors. Also, so, by the way, look. Oh, oh, news, news flash, news flash. Hold on, breaking, breaking news. Kawhi Leonard's gonna miss a game. Shocker. <laughs> you know, if only that dude could stay healthy. The claw. The claw. The claw. Yeah. It, it, it's a shame. I hope I hope that's just a one game thing and not really the end of him in the playoffs. But I mean Kawhi uh, playoff Kawhi is is different beast, but yeah. like apparently not because I don't know. They they were saying like the last month Kawhi's been playing really well, and he has, and he has. He missed tonight. I haven't even checked the scores. I've got to check the scores here. But where are we? <laughs> ah, fuck me. I don't know. <laughs> oh my I'm god, drunk. dude! Just go to in. Just go to ESPN They have know, a right? thing. They have a thing on there that says scores. 76 was 102, Nets 97. Uh, Warriors 114, Kings 97. Oh, light the beam, y'all. Whoops. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. And the Sun, the Suns, yeah, Suns, uh, Suns beat the Clips. So they're up two one. Sacramento's up two one. But I mean, I, I mean, the Warriors are so tragically awful on the road. But still, that Draymond. You just, you just gotta still one. Like I know, the Lakers, I know. Lakers after they won Game One should have just sent LeBron and Anthony Davis back to L.A. They should have just said, "Y'all go on back. We'll lose Game Two. Y'all rest up, and then we'll win three and four at home. Stay home. We'll lose five, and then y'all would win six at home." Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, we should probably shift gears into wrap up a clock mode for sure. All right, look, look, we squeeze most everything in. Right, <laughs> uh, no Whitfield joke there. Uh, we squeeze most everything in, allegedly. <laughs> so uh, we got allegedly a little drinks are on Jalen Hurts. That's right. Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, everything's on Jalen Hurts for real. Um, I'll say this, man. Uh, look, the the Eagles are usually pretty good about re-signing their players, and Jalen Hurts. Look, his his, you know what he's done. You think back to. Losing the starting gig at Alabama, what he did at Oklahoma, coming into the NFL, um, his growth as a player. That guy, though, uh, you can you know argue about some particulars, but he works his ass off. Great attitude, clearly is a, is, is a positive locker room presence and a leader for that team. His and his growth as a quarterback, as an NFL, not you know, not talking about his collegiate career. But his growth as an NFL quarterback over the past couple of seasons is tremendous. And yes, I know that that Eagles team is really good. I get that, right? He did a hell of a job, and he got rewarded for it. And unlike agentless Lamar Jackson, um, he's striking while the iron's hot. Okay? And we can argue about the structure of the deal. Fine. All right. Look at the first three years of it, and then there's some funny money. Yeah, well, you know what that means? He just renegotiates. Okay, he got a ton of money. He got a no trade clause. He he did great. It's relatively team friendly. Yeah, well, that's because they can move money around. Yeah, they're gonna be fine. And the thing is, is you could tell something was coming down the pipeline in that respect because of the players they weren't resigning to kind of make sure they had the room to be able to just make the deal happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Roseman and th- that, that Eagles front office has really done a hell of a job. Uh, you think about having to turn that team over post-Super Bowl, and they did. And then you get a what you think is going to be a franchise quarterback in Wentz, and then you have the injury, and he was never the same guy uh, after that. But, I mean, just the, what they've accomplished since that last Super Bowl is incredible. You know, but even even before that was just the setup. I mean, they they've done a, they've done a hell of a job. I don't like the Eagles. They've done a hell of a job, and they're going to have their work cut out for them to keep the core of that roster together. But they've made good free agent signings, and you know, if you you just you just have to draft decently and be judicious with your contracts, and you can make it work. You can so. I would I would certainly expect them to be competitive, but they did the right thing. They got them they got them done early, and now we wait for Herbert. When we we wait for Burrow, and we wait for Lamar Jackson. But I tell you, if I'm Lamar, I'd say if he had an agent, but he doesn't. Right? If you could get Jalen Hurts' contract, 
you sign that, you shut the fuck up and you get you get on with it. Well, it's interesting when Matt had posted that little blurb that he found online where someone figured out the contract that he was originally offered mm-hmm. after year three and that it ended up being more money than what Hertz is getting now. And yeah. he just he didn't take it. Nope. So well, it's, it's not just that. I mean, you know, here's the thing for these guys that signed these contracts a couple years ago, they're going to be able to re-sign and renegotiate way ahead of, of where Jackson is at, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, he'd already be, you know, a couple of years in to a massive deal that know, yeah, I mean, he, made by the highest paid players. He would have already been paid. He, well, he would have already gotten a, a couple of nice checks stroked off to him anyway, and he'd be closing in on his next renegotiate, not his next new contract flat out, but his next renegotiation period where you know, they restructure the deal, tack on years, move money around. I, I mean, he has, he has cost himself so much money. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because we're not far away from Josh Allen redoing his deal or Patrick Mahomes moving money around or whatever. You know, it, it's just, it's still amazing to me. But no, to me, you can't give up all the assets that you have to give to get him and then pay him. I just, I don't think anybody's going to do it. Well, and you know, with Herbert and Burrow, they'll they'll be te- they'll both they'll probably both do team friendly deals that'll yes. allow them cap space so that they can bring in the talent they need to yeah, continue towards. Yeah, friendly ish. And yeah. they got OBJ in Baltimore, which felt a little weird. And there were rumors that Lamar Jackson said they had to get DeAndre Hopkins and OBJ. First of all, dude, that that's a hell of a wish list. You get one of them, I think you got to be pretty happy, right? And he still won't sign his franchise tender. Yeah, here I we mean, are. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to do OTAs. I'm not going to sign the tender. And it's like, dude, just play. Yeah. Prove the teams you want to be there. That's, that's one of the reasons why I think no one's really biting is, A, is asking price, and B, the fact that he's not – at least trying to show that he wants to play for him. He said he wants to play football, but he's not showing up. Well, it's the asking price. It's his contract. And then quite frankly, he gets into it with Twitter trolls. And he, you know what I mean? His his attitude sucks. I I like Lamar, but you know, he's definitely got some things where you're like, seriously, dude, why are you worried about what some random knucklehead on Twitter says? Block them. Do not respond to them. Don't feed, don't feed the trolls. Don't do it. Don't feed the trolls, man. You never win against the trolls. Because all you do is bring more of them out and they just they just go at you. D- don't engage, man. <laughs> Pretty much. You, you gotta be above the fray. But also, yeah, you want I, I get it. You want to bet on yourself. You don't have an agent. You want to negotiate everything on your own, but still can you know make some concessions. Try to work with you know work with the team a little bit. Say yeah, I'll show up for OTAs at least. Mm-hmm. You know, show that you're willing to show up at least, and that's really half the well, half look, the battle. He's only going to show up for for OTAs if they have those porta potties, and nobody else can poop in them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Where is that McVeigh? Hold on. Where's that McVeigh one? Sean McVeigh. <laughs> This is what we need. <laughs> and also, don't be the guy that takes a shit in the porta potties. 
All right, I, I I went in there. I about threw up. All right. I can see Lamar Jackson clenching through the tunnel and running to the porta potties now. <laughs> now that I hope they get that settled out and that he's back in Baltimore. I mean, Andrews and OBJ, it's a nice combo. If if OBJ is just ninety percent of what he was, you know, he'll be very. If he's anything beyond that, then it's gravy. Uh, but he's got one more big payday he wants to hit. So. Yeah, I mean, I get the concern with with Beckham just because, you know, he's on the the wrong side of thirty now, and he's he's an injury risk. Sure. It's not that the it's not that he's doesn't have the ability and that he hasn't matured some. It's just his body is has betrayed him way too many times now at this point. Well, that mm-hmm. and obviously the thing is, how does the chemistry, how does that game flow work with? You know, Jackson, uh, Jackson well, unless he shows, unless Jackson shows up and starts working with him, it ain't gonna work. No, yeah, that that's a limiting factor for sure. That's a limiting factor for sure. Um, I will say, I, I did order a shirt. I don't know if I, I think I said it in the, in the uh, sports brew chat. I wasn't I think I know where you're going. I wasn't gonna buy it because it, it was a little expensive, but I found I was like hell with it. So I always like it when you go to a site. Here, here's a pro tip for all of you: when you go to a site and you look at something, put it in your cart and then leave. Just close the tab, and you can almost bet without fail that company will send you a coupon. Hmm. If you've never done this, I want you to try it. <laughs> now, Amazon doesn't give a crap, so don't worry about Amazon, okay? But so uh, uh, Breaking Tees is where I ended up buying the shirt from, and they had a couple. They had one that says sold the team because there was a long history of sell the team. So they had sold the team. They had one shirt designed that said, D.C. is a football town again. And my favorite one, which is the one that I ended up buying, said, I survived the Snyder era. <laughs> and I, I did buy that one. But I I picked it out, I put it in the cart, and then I just left it. Because uh, I was like, that's ah, a little expensive, right? And then they sent me a coupon for 10% off. And then I ended up buying three shirts, because that's just how this goes in my life. <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, I, hey, you, you can't complain about getting a coupon, though. No, I, but I, I'm I'm very excited about getting my eighth inning beers shirt, and I survived the Snyder era, like, and it's the right. It looks like it's the right colors, the right burgundy and gold colors. I've seen some other competitor knockoffs, but the colors got to be right, right you now, um, and and their license and all that rigmarole. But I survived the Snyder era, maybe not by much, but I did. <laughs> So barely, yeah, barely. So I'm, look, I'm looking forward to getting that shirt. I'm gonna flex that, dude. I'm totally wearing that. I'm gonna wear it to work, as uh, you should. I will. And uh, like I said, people were very stoked. I had conversations with all kinds of of laying in the weeds Washington fans. They are so excited. Um, I do think you're gonna be a resurgence. There's gonna be a resurgence, and I just if they're decent, if they're decent, competitive, decent. They may not sell out the stadium, but you're going to see far more Washington fans than you have the last oh, X number of years because uh, they're going to come back to the game. But, oh, by the way, dear God, uh, dear football gods, can you please get the new Washington Stadium built on the old RFK site? Metro access, sight lines to the, you know the river and then just DC. I mean, it, it could be glorious. If the design is right, the execution is right. Hell of an opportunity. Make it fantastic. Make it fantastic. It, it, it makes sense. It does. Metro access is critical. 
Metro access is critical. Get it right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway. All right, uh, Shannon, uh, we need to get the hell out of here. You got any wrap-up or final thoughts or whatever, whether it's baseball, basketball, football? Dude, he's passed, the, he's passed the fuck out. Is he? Will Levis eating bananas? Oh, yeah, dude, he is out. <laughs> Look at that guy. Holy crap. <laughs> that woke him up. <laughs> yeah. Where, where's your kiss me, I'm Irish? I like how he has that. Uh, what the hell are those hats called? I don't know, man. They're everywhere. They're hand woven. They're, they're they're awesome. I love them. You get, he's got that 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 you know, mm-hmm. chilling on the golf cart cap thing going on. All right, Salt and Pepper. I know we've pushed you pretty late. So, uh, any wrap up thoughts there, McGuffin, on the exit? Nah, dude. I, I'm ready for bed. I'm ready for uh, the draft. They yep. drafted who? The drafted who? Oh, you probably want me to. Who the up. fuck is this? Who the fuck? I know what'll wake McGuffin up. Hot potato, hot potato, I bet Will Levis loves loves that song. By the way. I, uh, he probably loves cold potato. He probably yeah. eat them cold. He loves whole banana. <laughs> that dude puts mayonnaise in his coffee. So and that's just I, disgusting. I, that's I mean, horrible. I mean, watching watching the video of that dude eat a very very ripe banana without even taking the the peeling the skin off. I was like, God bless, no. <laughs> I don't get it. It's just gross. That's, that that's that's just gross. Cunts. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, mm, organized crime. That is kind of organized crime. That's food crime right there. <laughs> That's what that is. Big That's time. That. Yeah. Where is Sam Jackson? Where did you go, bro? Oh, here he is. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. Yeah, eating bananas whole with peel and stickers on them. Shut the fuck up! Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. That's right. There you go. <laughs> uh, Rand, uh, Rand, any wrap-up thoughts from you, bro? Um, Well, obviously, you know, we don't talk a whole hell of a lot about hockey, but Rangers are up 2-0 on the Devils, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, it's crazy. We got a bunch of playoff stuff going on right now with basketball and hockey, so... We do. It, that just means that once this is done, come, what, June... Then it's yep. really then it's just kind of that the baseball, uh, baseball lull and between uh, before training camp starts. So it's cra- it's crazy to think that we're uh, a third of the way through the year already. I know it's much. bananas. Uh, by the way, for the first time since before the invention of the iPhone, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin <laughs> both both missed the Stanley Cup playoffs. Aww. You can see Randy's very sad. Uh, I, 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 I can, so tragic. So, heart, so heartbroken. So heartbroken. <laughs> he, he's playing the smallest violin in the world. And for the first time since 2006, when Crosby was 19, the Penguins don't uh, you know didn't make it to the uh, didn't make it to the playoffs. That's crazy. That is impressive. That's a long time, bro. It's a long time, bro. Uh, so, how long before the Maple Leafs disappoint everybody again? Just asking for a friend. No, uh, yeah. Wait uh, for it. 
Uh, look, we got we uh, yeah. I mean, the playoffs are great, man. We got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. There's there's stuff going on, man. It's it's a good time. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, uh, and I'll say this: hopefully, the draft, like you said, is is fun next week. Yeah, uh, I'll be curious to see what trades happen because you know you know some big names are going to get moving oh, yeah. during the draft. Um, Aaron Rodgers. So, <clears throat> so, so the okay. Here's a question for you: Does the trade for Rodgers happen during or after the draft? After. What do you think, Shannon? Uh, I think after. I mean, I think at this point, it's after. And Gutekunst, I don't know what that fucker's trying to prove, man. Like, trade the dude. Do you want Rodgers to roll in and be like that Barrett, that, that Boston Marathon runner that was taking a shit in a stranger's yard? <laughs> right? Dude, that's like a thing for marathoners to take a shit in people's yards. Uh, you know, I, I, that's fine. He could have at least gone behind a damn bush. Um... <laughs> that that video is wild, dude. You got a ring doorbell video or whatever it is, and they got this dude that's just straight up pooping in some random guy's yard. Do you remember the person? Uh, I don't remember if it was in Denver, but there was some. I think it was yes. a, a lady, and would just be would just like randomly yep. poop, and people were like, "Who is this person that's pooping?" We talked about uh-huh. that. Yes, we did. We did. We did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who does that? Who, Who has time? Who poos that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just <laughs> who does that? Really? Who does that? Who has time? Boston Marathon. God, Marathon. Marathon. <laughs> well, they, they needed the marathon. They needed the marathon in this person's yard. <laughs> Clearly, I was thinking of the toilet. But yeah, <laughs> daylight come. And we, and we want Marathon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, there's your shock master. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. We got two juggling two balls right here. They are. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> Can they get them some porta potties? And also, don't be the guy that takes his shit in the porta potties. <laughs> Come on, man. I just got to ask. Yeah. Did, did they put the shirt over the head and say, the great Cordolio. Oh my I god. Need two for my Ugh. <laughs> Asking uh, for a friend. I don't know. They but they probably should have consulted with you. But as always. By the way, I had forgotten about this song. I loved the song as a kid, and I'd forgotten about the song, and this was not... I intended to play this for something entirely different, but I just wanted to play it tonight. Can I tell you how fun it is to listen to this song? And this video is bananas. Look up Holland Oates Out of Touch. <laughs> The video was dude, great, dude. Dude, Hollow Notes was great. When we, were, when we were kids in the 80s, Hollow Notes was great. Yeah. Loved it. That is, that is fun, man. That is absolutely fun. Out of touch. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, all right. <laughs> oh. I forgot when I, I got distracted somehow by Hall and Oates, and that just that that was a uh, that was a train wreck for whatever train of thought I had in my head. Now squirrel. it's quite a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
that's accurate enough. But I, 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 I gotta, I, I think I gotta add this one to the playlist. But I think we need to keep. That's a keeper. It looks like he's wearing a swatch, and they're like miniature versions. They're like Micro Machine Hall and Oates playing on this gigantic drum set. This video is phenomenal, dude. Oh, man. So good. So good. All right. Barkley's juggling balls. We got and also, don't Boston Marathon poopers. Be the guy that takes his shit in the porta potties. Shannon passing out. He's probably dreaming about carrying that baby goat or sheep or whatever again. <laughs> we got we got apple spice. App yeah, apple spice tooting. <laughs> I can't wait for that text thread. Yeah, that'll be great. Well, <laughs> we <laughs> well we know what if Ty's doing a reach around. We know he's not out of touch. <laughs> I mean, leopard print swatches. I mean, it's incredible. It's so good. It's totally rad. I think. <laughs> anyway, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get we, the hell out. Of, uh, are we missing anything, or can we get the hell out of here? <laughs> I don't know. We just had a big bag of eighties. That's all I can say. <laughs> we did have a big bag of eighties. We did. We did. That was incredible. This may have been. This may have been our 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 one sharding moment. Maybe. Maybe. I believe it. Oh, Shannon, this is for you. As you fall asleep in your chair at 2.30 in the morning. It is late. It is late. What are you going to do? I hope you don't work tomorrow, bro. I got all the important stuff done. So oh, that's I'm good. Ready. We're going to King's Dominion. I can't believe I agreed to this. <laughs> Recording Thursday night. Uh, the kids are out of school tomorrow, so I'm out of school tomorrow, and I, I totally agreed to, to go to King's Dominion. I'm going to be drinking beers and riding roller coasters tomorrow. Oh, boy. In the heat. Can't wait. Can't wait. Like Bart Scott knows. Can't wait. <laughs> this video can't be right. I think Eric Musselman still has a shirt on. <laughs> incorrect. Incorrect. Oh man. There we go. You know, honestly, fellas, I gotta tell you, for an episode that we started on 420, this may have been the 420th episode we've had in a long time, because. This episode, when we listen to it, they're going to think we were on edibles and pot. They're going to think we were celebrating 420. <laughs> they may or may not be right. They. <laughs> but I, I think we'll that, never tell. No, we won't. We won't. We won't. <laughs> Get the fuck out my face with that shit. What? What ain't no country I ever heard of? <laughs> they speak English and what? <laughs> what? 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 English, motherfucker, do you speak it? 
Do you speak it? Yes, yeah, right. They speak English and what? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? At least they haven't messed. <laughs> at least they haven't messed that soundboard up. Thank God. Can't win Seriously. them all. Anyway, all right. <laughs> oh, fellas, it was great to catch up. Good to hang out. And uh, yeah, four twenty. Happy four twenty. Oh, my beer is empty. Mm. Shocker. Oh, what a shame. Oh, I still have a little bit of my Jack and Coke, though, so I'm going to go outside and finish that and mortar some more trees. So, look, all right, let's get out of here. We'll follow up. I would say we'll – I don't know that we'll record before the NFL draft. We'll certainly record after the NFL draft. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. But who knows? Maybe we'll catch up and just hang out at some point next week. But uh, great to catch up and hang out, guys. Uh, Get some rest. And I don't know. Hopefully we'll catch up in person soon uh, and play some games uh, we'll see, but uh, as always, keywords of sports and brew, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, a couple other services. Man, just look us up; you'll track us down. And if you're a brave soul or a drunk soul that made it through this whole episode, uh, you were probably celebrating 420 as well. So, and if not, well, puff puff pass, fellas. What are you gonna do? Anyway, <laughs> from all of us to all of you, have a great weekend. Right? Have a great weekend, and you know, to Whitfield. And his dosa case. <laughs> no, that's oh, not nice. Oh God! I'm not gonna. Jesus I'm, Christ! I'm not gonna drop one, rub one out on the way out. Can I? No, that's just like that's terrible. I almost did, but I can give him tiny dancer. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> wow. You're such an asshole. I know. <laughs> I know. What are you getting? <laughs> Coolio knows. What are you gonna do, bro? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, I think Shannon's been on the verge of saying for fuck's sake more than I have this entire podcast. He might be. <laughs> You might be. That 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 is that is that's true. But anyway, uh, poor Whitfield. I know. Uh, as always, keywords of sports and brew. I already told you where you can find us. Just look us up. Just Google it, man. All right, y'all. Peace out now. Good night now. Get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you next week. And thanks for putting up other crap. We are the sports brew. Salute, gentlemen. And Todd, yep. we love you. Whitfield, <laughs> go get your case of dozen keys, man. Get on it. Good bro. luck at Kings of Minion later today, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, at least I get to sleep late. Hey, Lily goes to prom on Saturday. First one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Good luck to you, sir. I know, dude. Oh, man. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Huh. She's a junior. Are you ready for that? No. Speaking of the 80s. <laughs> there you go. Shannon's in the, the prom daddy danger zone. Oh, God. I I told her and her friends, I was like, if shit goes down, you give me a call. Yeah. Yeah. That's the... I watched... I rewatched Top Gun Maverick on the way over to Ireland, so... Oh. Yeah, that was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Oh, by the way, the Super Mario Brothers movie, super fun. See it. I've heard. I've heard that. It's fun. It's fun. It it, it is not a... um, It is not a highbrow film right don't expect that if just 
and people are being unnecessarily critical. Oh my God, we didn't talk about the Mandalorian. I cannot believe this. Uh, but oh well, too late now, I suppose. Uh, Mandalorian season finale was fantastic. I loved it, and I know people are critical because it's Star Wars, and you nitpick everything to fucking death. Stop. Just enjoy the show for what it is. The season as a whole was really good. I know some episodes where people were like, hmm, what does this mean? Look, enjoy it as a whole. We got a lot of action and a lot of goodness and a lot of kick-ass in, in the end. I'm disappointed about the Darksaber. That's weird. I would imagine that's going to show back up. It can be rebuilt, or maybe the Kyber Crystal gets taken from it. I don't think that's the end of that. I'm not sure if Moff Gideon is actually dead. I got no clue. They got clones with the Force, which means there should be some clones without the Force somewhere around. But that was a satisfying season finale. And quite frankly, that essentially could be like a series finale, the way that was set up. And yeah. Randy, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't that connection between Grogu or Din Grogu and the Mythosaur almost feel like Ezra and the Pergil? Yeah, it kind of does. I kind of noticed that too. Like, right? Am I imagining that? No, it, it's definitely there's something there. Yeah, I mean, it it feels like it. I, I feel I, I feel like this little teeny tiny Grogu, Din Grogu, is 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 gonna have some kind of connection to this Mythosaur. It's gonna be crazy. But I look, I enjoyed the finale, man. It was good, and you can get knee deep in the weeds and nitpick stuff to death. I get that. Just sometimes you got to enjoy stuff for what it is. The dark saber moment surprised me, though. I will say that for damn sure. That was weird. It, it, it did. did not but expect that. As I told Shannon earlier, that I was like, this gives the Mandalorians a chance to figure out different ways of actually having uh, bringing new leaders in. They can actually have more of a democracy, so to speak, and have people get voted in rather well, than using the dark saber to say, I'm the leader. Yeah, well, I mean, if the point of the episode was the man, you know, the Mandalorians are back on Mandalore and that they are stronger together than you needed to close the chapter of the dark. You know what I mean? So symbolically, mm -hmm. I get that. And so, uh, really, my question at this point is: given what they did with like Luke's saber, you know, lightsaber, it, it, there's it's obviously not necessarily the end of the dark saber, other than its current form of the dark saber. But it doesn't have to be the end of it, right? So I'll be curious to see if it exists somehow, some way. Uh, by the time you got, and I can't remember the character's name, the one that's like has helped like the 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 kids build their own lightsabers. Was that uh, that droid that's been around forever and a day um, that survived? Because <laughs> that that droid's out there, right? So, right. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So the so our. You don't think there's a possibility that somehow this dark saber or the kyber crystal somehow works its way back to Grogu and this that rando droid? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't know, man. I, I think it's not over. I just think it's it's a new chapter, you know. But I I do think symbolically the point is the the Mandalorians are stronger together, and so I I can see the shift. But that that was jarring when they did that. I was that caught me by surprise. That was a fun episode. A lot of setup. A lot of payoff. Um, IG eleven. We hardly knew you, or IG-12, we hard, hardly knew you, but, you know, yes, 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 yes was phenomenal. Are you <laughs> kidding? No, no. It was so good, man. Oh, yeah, so for good. sure. So, I enjoyed season three. Um, it's a shame we probably got to wait, what, two years for season four? <laughs> yeah, because you figured they'll have Ahsoka, they'll be, I'm assuming season two of the Book of Boba Fett, yeah. so there'll be, there'll be other stuff to to tide us over till then yeah yeah there will be so but 
I thought it was a, a satisfying look. None of these things are perfect. I'm just not going to get deep in the weeds and argue with everybody under the sun. My biggest thing is, do I enjoy it? I don't expect yeah. it to be perfect. I did love how one of those little mouse droids fell off the edge of that thing when R was it R five. Yeah, and R five was down there and it was flying up, and one of those little mouse droids like fell off the edge of the thing. I thought it was so funny. That was hilarious. Uh, and there were moments in that one. Anytime I watch it, man, like I will skip back and watch a scene over and over and over if I feel like it. I love when the armorer came in and smashed that dude in the head when they were all flying down. Like that was great. All the Gideon's like wannabe troopers, and then just the Mandalorians flying. And it was that 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 episode had a lot of really potent moments. So I skipped back a lot. You know, like ten seconds, twenty seconds. I would watch certain scenes over and over and over again. Uh, I really enjoyed it, man. Uh, I'm not saying it's perfect. You can again, people are going to nitpick whatever they want, um, but I thought it was fun. I thought that was that was a to me a very satisfying uh, wrap up of the season. Oh, I agree. So, and the armors, I, I like. You know what's? I didn't realize how much I liked the armorer character. Although I know people were worried that she was going to be a spy. That was like a real popular theory, but I'm glad she's not. <laughs> There, there were there were so many theories about how the season was going to end, and we didn't get and like hardly any of the theories that people thought was going to happen. So, no. no. So it'll be interesting. I'm kind of glad, honestly, because this way, like for Ahsoka, it's going to make Thrawn's reveal even more impactful. I, I honestly, I was kind of hope, and this is this, Matt and I spent a lot of time talking about this. I was, I was really thinking we might get a little, uh, one more taste of Thrawn before this was done. Uh, so, but I think we just got the conversation with Gideon and what was it the Shadow Council or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just a little conversation slice of it. But I, I really thought that maybe we'd get kind of as a lead-in teaser for Ahsoka that we'd get something with Thrawn. We did not. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of hoping for that. But that was my own little personal whatever. But it, still, it, it, you know, pretty satisfying. I had a good time with it. And I, I'm super excited. I'm very excited for Ahsoka. And I just I appreciate all the world building and all the stuff they've done uh, with this. It's not perfect, I, you know. Like I said, I try not to get too deep into the weeds with certain things, and I, I've really enjoyed the series. And I, I think if you just take it as, am I going to have fun and enjoy this? It's pretty good. It's been quite the show. So, <laughs> well, and like one of the nice things, it was uh, <clears throat> announced the celebration is Dave Filoni is going to get to do a <clears throat> a movie that's going to kind of mm-hmm. tie. It. The, the kind of the Mandoverse uh, all together. So like Ahsoka and Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, he's going to get to do a, get the chance to do a movie and make his own movie. Finally, yeah. that's going to tie it all together. Hey, and if there's anybody I want making a star Wars movie, it's definitely Dave Filoni. I, I would really like to see how that pans out for sure. Given I, all the world building he's done with rebels, clone wars, bad batch. And, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Dude, stoked, bro. It's going to be a good time, man. It's going to be a good time. The setup is there. All right, gentlemen. We will follow up next week. Um, and like Mando season three. All right, we're out of here. <laughs> little, <laughs> little, 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 what it, I forget what that effect is, but you got that little thing where it just gets smaller and it's like a little pinhole and then peace out. <laughs> so that's us at the yep. moment. Keywords, uh, sports brew. This apparently was our 420 dedication pop culture beer drinking retro game Mandalorian episode. So there you go. You're welcome. Happy to help. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good night, y'all. Go get some rest. 
Alright. Later, Good friends. Good night, fellas. Good night now. <laughs> Later, friends. See y'all. Bye. See ya. <laughs>